0: It just sound, sound kind of like uh, Link doing, um, like if he actually was a little more masculine.
1: <laughs> I know, it's like trying to like roll the chair, but don't roll it over the cord.
0: If they ever had like a game where Link got older than like maybe 18, you know? <laughs> it's like whatever happens to Link, it's like the second he turns 18, you know, like,
1: we got to kill him! we got to kill him! Why? Because we can't let the hero be, you know, a man! He's got to be the hero of time boy!
0: Yeah, that's the thing. They always, they never really go past. That's why I think they, I'd like to see, like, an older, grizzled Blink, who's seen this shit, you know? Because it seems like, well, you did it as a boy. I got all out of the way. Now just kind of enjoy the rest of your youth. But probably, and they probably just chill out on a cabin Probably somewhere. what happens It's like, okay, you're going to become a man. Now get on that fucking raft and go sail out
1: there. Well, where am I going? I don't know where the fuck you're going, but you're getting out of Hyrule. That's where you're fucking going
0: they always just end up on that same island from, like, Link's Awakening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. or like Link. They
1: keep laying on this island. They're like, oh, okay, solved the mystery here. Now time to sail back. Oh, yeah, just to let you know, you don't get back. You don't get back. The tides take you. You die out there. It's miserable.
0: Or it's just kind of like, or
1: should I stay here? No, you can't stay here either.
0: Or it's just a purgatory or hell kind of thing. But uh, I always assume that he actually made it back. I don't assume that, like... He was. I, I assumed that when he when he leaves the island, it's just like the island never saw him again. I assumed he made it to wherever he was going.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? This is what it probably is. It's probably now they go interdimensional and then they end up in this like other world and that's like link the four swords. So it's just all these links thrown together. Like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, I'm the hero of time fuck you. I'm the hero of time. You want to see my hero of time fucking tattoo? Like whip his dick.
0: Well, dude, I didn't. Get- <laughs> they all got
1: the same one. Like
0: <laughs> we're brothers, bro.
1: Start chest bumping.
0: Still with their pants down.
1: Yeah. In the, fact, we don't need these pants. They just like rip them off and throw them in the air, shoot them with bow and arrows. Off, huh?
0: Here's the time. Don't fear pants. Yeah. Here's the time. Uh, don't um,
1: need no. pants either.
0: No, uh, no, <laughs> just no time for belts. That's all it is. No. Uh, I no, was going to say. A fucking uh,
1: belt on dude. That's how it is. You know, it's like,
0: can't have your dick be caught, getting caught like in a gate or something. <laughs> um well, god this one's south real fucking quick um i was gonna say uh, regarding it's that like, though
1: hey purple link you talk from experience yeah I fucking talk from experience yeah one time i got my dick caught in a gate shit fucking happens
0: <laughs> well those ones are they actually like um first of all, we should get our names out of the way i'm ryan dunning that's mr
1: scott holmes so this is old man Wayne's podcast
0: Yay! But, uh, is that whole thing... I mean, because they have the whole expanded universe thing, which I read some of. I've never read the whole thing. Is it like, oh, you got this item, so now just here's duplicates of you? Or is it one of those things, oh, here are links from different games that stumble into each other? I
1: can't remember what it is. I mean, like, the weird thing is, is Four Swords is one of the timeline games. You'd think that would just be a spin-off, but it's not. Um, where it fits in, I don't know. I can't remember. I want to say it comes after Wind Waker, and I don't remember how they split. But they do...
0: I want to say they all... I want to say they all are part of that whole uh, timeline with the exception of the uh, Panasonic games. Well, yeah, well, those aren't Nintendo, Nintendo. That just happened to be like Panasonic. I was like, oh, we got you by the balls, Nintendo. Guess what? We're going to make some
1: fucking Zelda games. Fuck you for not joining with us, you fucking cocksuckers.
0: I mean, that's really... Well, wasn't that... that... That's what that all oh, was. And... Wasn't it like a thing where well it was actually sony they made the playstation out of spite for Nintendo because so they were they were, went up to nintendo like all excited like yeah we're gonna work with nintendo to make some system and nintendo went behind their back and it was announced in a bit like after they're just like, okay well, sure we're gonna do this they never got back to them and they just like yeah we're actually working with panasonic now and then they're just like what the fuck and that's now they have their greatest enemy there um so that's kind of their own doing right there um and then, like, but the Panasonic did the deal go bad pretty quickly, and they were just like, "Well, we still got the rights to these characters, so we're gonna do what we yeah, want." Yeah, I think with there
1: them. was just there was like just a, one of those weird. They just had the rights for like so, you know, just like enough time. They're like, "Fuck, we'll get we'll crank out a couple games here," and you know, "Fuck you, Nintendo." Actually, I read something kind of interesting recently that apparently Sony and Sega all almost had a deal going at that same time period. That's like the most like shadiest times. It's like back like they were like behind closed doors everybody's making fucking deals with each other it's like this is how world war one started <laughs> and that's <laughs> how we get to the console now wars. It's... it's like everybody's making deals with sony like sony's just that in between one fucking nintendo's making deals panasonic sega's making deals and i think the sega one was supposed to be originally what the saturn was going to be it was going to be paired up with sony and then sony dropped out or some, something happened there and then there was like another chip company too that was supposed to like make an, a chip for the Saturn. And then Sega's like, "No, we don't need you." So they sold it off to Nintendo sixty four. It was like a weird kind of like all these things were coming together and then they split.
0: Essentially, so- Sony's the kid like, "I'll show you, I'll show you all," because they just keep it keeps on getting all these deals and people just like, "Yeah, get the fuck out of here. You don't know what you're doing. You're not, you're not
1: Nintendo." You're yeah, not I think that's up. what happened. Is like they just kind of get too full of themselves. Because you think about it, it's like, imagine the power if both Nintendo and Sony were together. It's like you would have like you could have like a Sony TV that was like, oh, just plug the 64 cartridge right into it.
0: So in that case, do you think Crash Bandicoot and Mario would have been a game together, or do you think Crash Bandicoot would have gone to Sega?
1: Nah, that's a good question. There, probably, if Sega just stayed the way that Sega was going, I think it would have been in like an N64 game. If that was the standard, or let's just say yeah. the N64 was a disc drive.
0: He could have been a smash brother he could have been like a smash brothers character not saying it would be an amazing character for smash brothers but something you know, this like sounds that sounds so possibly. weird and
1: this is like such a weird complaint but since you just kind of mentioned that you know what always bothered me is that in the playstation all-star games it's like why didn't sony just shell out the cash and buy crash bandicoot's likeness from universal how fucking expensive could that have
0: been you know what i think it is i honestly think it's actually a uh, he's a staple of the time and I think that people kind of look down on him now. I think he has his fan basis that people still have. I mean, I think there's still he still has a little bit of a fan basis. But um, I think that like even Sonic, I kind of saw a couple like videos analyzing Sonic and breaking it down. Like one of the reasons why he has trouble getting by is like, day well, and what age. can I mean, it to the kids?
1: It's like, oh well, it's you know, you're a you're a nineties child, what do you mean, girl, man? which is now a nineties boy man
0: child. What are you talking about, man? Kids, they're my main man. That's who they are. They represent me, fool. They still like the offspring. Real big fish. Everlast yeah, public enemy. Like, where's the fight the power speech? <laughs> oh, so that Sonic wouldn't listen to that. That had a parental advisory label on it. Well, granted, it said real big it? fish. Sonic but, yeah. would totally listen to parental <laughs> um, advisory. He's like that kind of guy like, you wish your parents could buy you this album. Like, too bad, I'm listening to it right now. I think Shadow's the one that would do that. I think Sonic's the one who's a little bit more clean, kind of like, yo, man, let's fight the power, but be home before seven. I guess it's kind of like that. Because Shadow was the one, because that's the thing. Because Sonic was originally the heart, the, like the badass, like, yo, fa- fuck that fat Italian guy. Let's go run fast. And let's go run, you know. And then eventually, what was the end thing? Just like, well now it 's not about being all hip and cool it 's about being down and angry and depressed and sometimes carrying a gun so that 's why you got shadow and shadow it's still he 's kind of a joke well, I think now, but, what, what, shadow,
1: what Sonic represents the nineties kid shadow represents the two thousands kid really at the end of it.
0: Well, really of shadow is
1: like you know he 's like that like you know when you were real young, you listened to Marilyn Manson, but then at one point my chemical romance came out, and for some reason that became harder for you.
0: <laughs> i feel like the kid that does like the the my not facebook the my the myspace profile picture where he's looking solemn not really at the camera or anything just kind of looking off into the sunset dressed in all black i feel like that's the kind of kid that would have a shadow the Hedgehog yeah. t-shirt or have it him is. as an avatar i don't
1: think it gets shadow the Hedgehog, but that's who he kind of represents he is like he really is like yeah like, i didn't really put two and two together but he is like the ultimate like 2000 representation that's why he probably has a hard time in like the tens he has a hard time relating to those kids probably
0: look i'm not gonna lie i you know i still like Sonic the hedgehog but i know that i know all the criticisms and i understand a lot of the criticisms and i get like i even like shadow but i kind of get it they're trying to make they're trying to make a dark edgy adorable hedgehog which is kind of hard to do so when you got something like Shadow right there, I think that's one of the other things why it's had trouble because that's almost Sonic is almost thirty years old now. So you had the '90s where it's just kind of like here's the hip guy and like oh that's no longer hip. Well, let's get in the darker, edgier like side like side character. And now he's and people liked him a lot when he first came out, and now he's kind of a joke. So they don't they don't have the third guy, but they were at the point where a lot of people like stop bringing in new characters, stop bringing in new ones. That's why they're doing the whole OC thing in the new yeah. Ones. I mean
1: you got that going, but going back to my original thing, it's like, once again, why didn't Sony shell out money to have Crash Bandicoot in the fighting game? It's like, well, it's it's not that I think it's because it's the thing of the time. I'm like, dude, Crash Bandicoot represents Sony. I don't care how you think about it, even if it's only, like, the original Sony. Sony It represents it, like, very well for, like, the 90s. So it's like, when you're going to have a Smash Brothers game, it's the one thing I will never play that game. It's like, I actually like that game quite a bit, but I look at that and go, God, I've Everybody, it's like, how expensive could Crash been to buy his like likeness back just for a game? I'm pretty sure Universal would be totally fine with being like, oh,
0: yeah, here you go. I feel like uh, they just probably didn't care to. I don't know, because he's not, I don't dislike or hate the character. When I was younger, I did. Yeah, like, it's like the enemy. You side. you, you,
1: that's, that's you, that's really what you what had to pick sides. All about. It's like, you know what I mean? You, you, didn't, you didn't get to I, have both systems. You only got one system.
0: And it was never always it was never always like say something like the game systems did themselves. It was more of something that like someone else would do, and I would put it on the game system. Example, like you know you'd be, you'd be a kid, you'd be reading a video game magazine like Game Informer, Game Pro, and uh, they come across like some article about Sony, Sega, and uh, Nintendo duking it out. And given how her business is going, I remember once I saw an illustration. It wasn't even like a—it wasn't like a first-party illustration. It was an illustration of Mario knocked out on the ground, like KO'd, with Crash standing over him, like "Yeah," you know. And it was like just. An illustration made by the company of the, the publishing company and that right there as a kid you're like fuck that that wouldn't fucking happen you don't even take the time to read the story that it was all about like their business that year <laughs> you just take it strictly as like that wouldn't fuck fuck crash like they didn't put out that picture that was literally game pro fuck it crash sounds like a PSN magazine because PSN, PSN was N, like, I mean, they PSN you see that
1: made for it was like the ultimate like Sony fanboy magazine, just made to piss off Nintendo fans. It felt like at the end of the day, and I guess Sega fans too.
0: I remember I read PSN for a while, but yeah, they they plus they had their own. I'll say they had a lot of cool their own like cool cover art, but they had other stuff that was like. I mean, I know you're talking about, a lot of it, it was totally meant stuff, for like
1: that. I don't know. It was almost like if you combine Mad Magazine, sort of with like a game magazine but it was just it was always like insulting something nintendo or s- insulting something sega which i mean I don't get me wrong sega sega did the exact well, remember- same thing throughout the 90s too it's like we'll give you a re here's what you can do with a game boy you can use it as like an ass scratch pad because that's about all it's worth You're just like get the game gear you cheap yeah
0: well, i maybe i'm wrong i don't even think nintendo did a whole lot of like counter ads they were just very solemn like no go ahead no. keep throwing that shit well, yeah nintendo kind of
1: like they, they kind of did like they, they did all the things like, okay, you just turn the other cheek now, and that's how you fight these guys. <laughs> just because these Sega boys are going to be throwing things at you and calling you a fag, that doesn't mean that you can't stand still. You know what? When you're in the bus, you don't go to the back. You you sit in your seat and you play your Game Boy. Damn it! <laughs> 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 just because some guy comes on, with don't ever let them says see he's you. More worthy than you. Fuck
0: him. I mean, don't say fuck him though. That that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, e rating dude, now. That's, that's always kind of feels like that because you, you, didn't don't, ever you never really saw that i
1: mean it, it probably appeared in some nintendo powers but it wasn't like it wasn't as prevalent as like when you read like the sega magazine because the sega one was just all about like hey there's there's a kid dentistry's guy super nintendo you don't fucking trust him don't fucking believe anything he says he's a fucking liar he votes for the other party what party do you vote for who the fuck cares he's voting for the other one
0: I I feel like Sega magazine if they could have they would have just had like the cover of Sonic just squatting down taking a shit yeah, on a like, 64. I feel like they would have done that if they could have. <laughs> well, th- all that being said, I will say Nintendo Power, I don't know about the new one, but old Nintendo Power near the end of its run, you could see it was reaching for shit to publish because it was like there's not a whole lot was coming out for for it cuz like the Wii and the Wii U like not Later, very much had, was coming had, out Nintendo so power was even around you could see the
2: Wii U was out it
0: you yeah. well, the we i remember at least the we had trouble there was near the end they're just like okay so we're gonna talk about um mama's cooking kitchen okay and just whatever game they could find which there wasn't many at that time that was like first party stuff or even major major third party stuff but i remember there was one that was just kind of like we're doing a checklist of everything great about mario <laughs> again yeah. it's like Number one, Mario. (laughs) Number two, Luigi. (laughs) And when you get to like 15, the Koopalings. It's just like you could tell they were just, they have like a paragraph for each of saying why this character is so good and why this character is so important or these items or whatever. And I was just like, oh boy, you guys are like really just reaching. Yeah, no, that's
1: definitely kind of true. I mean, it's even like. That's what I kind of like with the Nintendo Force, which is kind of almost the spiritual successor to Nintendo Power. Like, that magazine, it comes out, like, every two months, so that's pretty much about enough time to fill that in. But the neat thing is, is what they'll do is, like, okay, say, like, a game comes out, like, on the virtual console. Well, they'll have a big, fat review on that. So if you never played it, at least, oh, cool, you know, you can hear all about it, or you can hear if it holds up, or that version, or whatnot, and then they do some retro sections and they'll have some kind of behind the scenes stuff. So, they fill that void just in case when there is a time period where there's not a whole lot of major titles coming out.
0: Mhm. I will say uh, that after E3 Nintendo's got people excited again because for a while like you heard nothing about the Switch, but then, you know, they got the new Metroid games coming out. Oh, yeah, they got two Metroid yeah.
1: games. That's like, okay. The only one that's kind of weird though is they got that they got that Mario and the Rabbits, or whatever the fuck those things are, from um, Rayman. Uh-huh. I look at that game, and it's just like, I don't know, Those, you know what those Rabbits really remind me of? They're like minions. The minions. That, they're, they're literally like the, the video game equivalent of minions, and I don't know. I look at those things, and ever since that game originally came out like on the Wii, it's just kind of like, I don't know, that's just too fucking weird.
0: Here's the thing about that because I had the same uh, feeling, but then I actually read this little article about that. And the way that game actually came about, came about was uh, one of the lead creator creative guys that did the Rabbit series. He is obsessed with Shigeru Miyamoto and he loves Nintendo, always wanted to jump Nintendo. Happened to work at Ubisoft. And he actually just said, he reached out to Ubisoft and said, Hey, man, can we just. I got this idea that infuses our characters with Mario characters can we just try this thing out? You know, the idea of it being kind of like a, I think if you just, I'm looking at the game, looking at the game. If you just took the, the, the Rabbids out, I mean, it looks like a fun game, like a weird strategy cover based, sh- like our kind of an RPG shooter. Kind of, it looks mm-hmm. very, we- looks very different. It doesn't look like when I first saw Mario and Rabbids, I'm like, what's this Then I actually saw the gameplay. I'm like, that actually looks kind of fun. But the only thing that throws me off is the rabbits. Regardless of that though, shigeru miyamoto went up to present it and uh the guy who was one of the creative teams was the the um head creative creative guy on making the game he singled that guy on the audience says like this guy had a vision this guy believed in what he was making gave us a very passionate speech there was no real connection between nintendo and ubisoft this guy's uh, ambition alone got this game made so thank him right here you know everyone claps you could actually see the guy actually tearing up miyamoto singling him out saying good job man we hope that we like this game a lot so that right there is like fuck because you see that trailer and you want to hate the game so much but then you you hear that and like this guy just followed his fucking dream and his icon gave him the thumbs up so well it's one of those ones like i i know it's probably gonna be really good
1: because i i have heard throughout time that like oh, those like Those Rayman like spinoff games are really good, but it just—it was like look at those characters. Just they're just almost like so weird. It's almost like the same thing. I look at like Despicable Me. I'm like, if they probably didn't have the minions in there, that movie looks kind of decent. But with the minions, I just don't know. I feel like they're. Go ahead. Oh, I just I just feel like they're just gonna get. I just feel if you watch it, they just get too obnoxious over time.
0: I got my arm twisted into watching Despicable Despicable Me One and. I wasn't amazed or anything. It was it was alright. Um the minions aren't too ridiculous in that movie. I, I will think they say. just get more ridiculous over time though. I think that's what happened. People liked them in that the first one, and then they just started piling those things on. I haven't seen two or three or the 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 uh the, the spin-off, but I think the more I see those things, that's just like okay, okay. They they had a few little funny moments in the first one and that's good enough. We don't need to keep on doing it, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I think the that's kind of what it thing, is.
0: The Rabbids thing seemed kind of like the Ubisoft equivalent. Yeah, and it's not that, yeah, there's not the anything against it, but it's just, yeah, it just looks a little bit weird. I'm hoping that game's good. I mean, gameplay wise, I'll say this the only thing stopping me from just, like, wanting that game immediately is the Rabbids, because the gameplay itself looks fun. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll probably end up getting it, chances are, you know. Well, it's like, well, all those games,
1: I like to buy them anyways just to sort of support Nintendo. Now, I know it sounds like Ultimate, like, 90s fanboy, but it's like, <laughs> Hey, those traditions they, like they stay with you till the day you die. You support your cause, goddammit.
0: Thinking back on it, I guess Nintendo was Nintendo versus Sega. It is kind of like Bloods versus Crips.
1: <laughs> yeah, red versus blue.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: Well, color schemes I, and everything. Except it, it's more just like it's it's it almost kind of reminds me of that thing where, or it's almost even like Malcolm X like versus Martin Luther King. Like when you get those two fans in the early days, where like they're like rabid and just like. <laughs> Like, they're almost not really even listening to each other. They're just finding ways to have different ways to fight. And that's well, sort of how it is, because we're at Nintendo's just like, okay, you know what, you stand your ground, you be who you want to be, but you don't have to say anything bad about the other guy. And everyone's like, fuck him. They don't need to get here. Get them out of the fucking country. You know what, it's going to be Sega only. Sega?
0: Se- Sonic is Malcolm X? <laughs>
1: yeah, we're and then at one point he has this like revelation one day he's like oh fuck i traveled i traveled in nintendo land i had a fucking revelation everybody was there everybody's playing to smash videos brothers and- land
0: yeah with to smash brothers Land. there was fucking solid snake there it was okay he was carrying a playstation and nobody seemed to fucking mind and that's we played what
1: he- in the olympics we were happy together and then then he goes back to fucking, like, Sega says this, and then, like, just one of the streets of Rage characters comes up and goes, fuck you, Sonic, just shoots him right on
0: stage. I thought it'd be Shadow, just, like, <laughs> I guess it could Shadow be Shadow, too. that spotlight.
1: I, I like to assume that it's somebody from, like, one of the, like, random-ass Sega games.
0: Choo-choo rockets or some shit? Could be that, too, even. Like the GGs from Jet Grind Radio skate by and drive by, and like (laughs) just just like like Sonic just up on the stage, like
1: (laughs) 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 falls over a couple times,
0: gets shot a couple more. Oh boy! (laughs) That's how they that. I'm I'm gonna. I I don't know. This only goes darker places the more we we throw to it. (laughs) Trying to think.
1: But no, there there is a co- bunch of cool games coming. There's way more cooler games coming out than you almost need. But at least Nintendo's finally got some stuff going. Hopefully that will keep trending along, and it won't take too long for it to come out. That's my only fear.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, off, I'll actually actually want to get this. I meant to get this out of the way sooner, but now here we are, like twenty minutes in. Um, I actually wanted to give a quick shout out to um Robin Slim because they actually had um. I I don't have the name right here, but the lady who does the voice of Summer on Rick and Morty, they got her on her show uh, show, and they did like a twenty minute interview with her. It was really good. Oh, nice. Was so it good what, for them? Did they
1: get her like on Skype or something like that?
0: Yeah, she called in. She called okay, in. Okay, that's still, cool. They got well, that's
1: bad. Cause sometimes I like, always it go, it's like it's not one of those ones where like they like pushed her over at like a comic con and be like, "Fuck a talk in the mic,
0: bitch," because those ones are always kind of like,
1: "Oh, okay." I'm like, I always feel like that doesn't almost even count. It's like, well. You just shoveled. That wasn't what it
0: was. She actually they actually got her to call in and did an she did an interview. It was a really good interview. And I also wanted to. I would have mentioned it last time, but we you know had a David Gross on. I wanted to make more about him. Uh, also, another thing that's going to be happening pretty soon. I don't really. I can't put a date on it. Uh, I have my friend David. He's starting up his channel, and uh, I just want to give a heads up on this. He's starting his channel and he's gonna be trying to do like movies and video game reviews and he's doing this thing where he's picking video games out of a clearance bin from GameStop and just kind of gives a quick sum up of it and I'm kind of like the second guy there and we did kind of like some we were doing that Homefront game the the sequel the Homefront uh-huh. and uh, just kind of covered that game and tried to be funny about it it was we had like some little skits, skits here and there kind of like. You know, don't it see it's kinda of weird when like we, we acknowledge it? Like, isn't it kinda of weird like when they talk to you but you say nothing back? Do you ever think what that looks like? And then David's just being the guy talking, I'm just kinda of, like walking around, just like dead like dead eyed, not making eye contact, moving you know. So just kind of sketch like stuff like that. So that could mm-hmm. be coming up soon. I don't know, I can't put a date on it when he's still editing it. Oh well, yeah, yeah, he's
1: putting it together. So that hopefully that'll come up in the next month or so.
0: I'm kind of, I, I, I mean, I don't really know how it came out. Probably came out good. Uh, he was funny. I just, like, my whole thing was just, like, be the stupid, like, character that not say anything. just runs around in circles or whatever,
1: you know? <laughs> well, that's cool. So is it, like, Let's Play style, or is it, like, more just talking?
0: Might do some Let's Play stuff in it. Um, it's kind of like we're sitting down in front of a green screen talking. Uh, I'm just, I'm kind of the, the sidekick. He, I'm just, because I didn't play the whole game. I just played a bit of it just to get the idea of it, and, uh he's kind of like talking more about it and then we did the sketches and uh that's probably gonna i don't know when it's gonna be coming up but i'll make sure i to put a link when it does but so yeah nice it's
1: mm-hmm. so cool all kinds of new things to check out there as well
0: mm-hmm. beyond that uh i didn't see it but did you see the transformers movie
1: yeah i saw it uh, tuesday or whatever when it came out
0: i'll be honest i just didn't came care out,
1: why, why did that movie come out tuesday that's all i want to know like what the fuck like there's no holiday there's no, like, special reason why. Like, why did that come out Tuesday? It's such an odd day.
0: Is there some big movie coming out this weekend doesn't want to compete with, maybe? Nope, not...
1: Yeah, it's, it wasn't one of those ones. Because there's nothing... That, that is the big movie coming out. So, yeah, it was weird. It came out too. Uh, it's not, I'm not I'm complaining, but I just thought it was weird. I was just trying to figure out
0: why. it's not. Baby that it, Driver comes out next week, and that comes out on a Tuesday also. Does that one come out Tuesday? Or Wednesday, I think. Tuesday or Wednesday it comes out. I thought it came out on Thursday.
1: Well, because that one and Atomic Blonde come out next week,
0: which I'm, I'm I want to see both those movies, but I'm way more amped for Baby Driver.
1: Well, yeah, that's because it's a Edgar Wright uh, Edgar Wright film. That's like the just bound to happen because of that. No, I I watched Transformers Five. It was fun. It was definitely like one of the ones, just like a lot of the other ones. It was a little bit longer than it probably needed to be. Like that one definitely felt like it could have been trimmed. And I will say, because I I thought that series kind of almost got better as they went on. I think Three is my favorite one, but. I like four, probably right after it. I almost I was kind of hoping five would be up in that same caliber or caliber, and it's it's good, but you know it, it's a fun one, definitely worth seeing. But it definitely I don't know they threw way more jokes in this one that kind of felt like retarded, and I don't know what it, it must be like Michael Bay humor. That's all I can assume. It's just like this is stuff that Michael Bay finds fucking hilarious. But sometimes I look at some of those jokes and it's just like that went through writer's hands, producer's hands, director hands, everybody else around. And people are like, yeah, that's good. Keep it because some stuff is like, why is that in there? It's like this is a Transformers movie. Do we really need some of this really corny humor?
0: Well, it's like uh, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen other movies. You see snippets of that in older Michael Bay movies like his best movie, The Rock even has a little bit of that like there's the part where he says like i'm a stylist you know there's that whole part yeah, and that guy says, is like please please i don't yeah. like he seems so out of place with the rest of that movie the rest of that movie like feels like kind of it's on the same page but that one character he's just like look i don't care what you do to that man just please tell me do you like your hair and that's just my. Th- those might be like the kind of jokes
1: where everybody else is kind of cringing and michael bay just fucking busts up laughing <laughs> He's fucking gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like the same I, thing too is he reminds me of, like most kind of guys who would like he like would sit like kind of like hiding, sort of like in like a ghetto area and then wait for like some black guys to have an argument and then just fucking be hysterical. He's like yeah. they are so fucking funny. <laughs> that is going into two robots in Transformers 2. Dude, they bring that they bring the ghetto bot pretty much back. It's not the ghetto bots, but they have another bot in there who pretty much is a ghetto bot. <laughs>
0: Well, it's always kind of one of those things. Like the Ferrari is like the super Italian one, you know. It's always like the jap the the drifter is like voiced by Ken Watanabe and doing samurai shit.
1: Yeah, well, it's. I think it's just. I think Michael Bay. at The
0: end of the day, I think he just finds stereotypes hilarious. <laughs> I feel like that he's somebody. I'm not trying to sound like you know. And I don't I'm think not that's, I'm not saying sound. that's a bad thing. I mean, to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to like, you know, like make an oversimplified uh, guesstimation on the guy or anything, but I feel like that he's kind of detached from reality. So just the simple things of just like gay stereotype. <laughs> the mom ate pot brownies. Like, yeah, pot brownies don't do that to you. Pop brownies, <laughs> you probably just. Pass out and listen to some music or watching YouTube. That's that's the most you do. You're not gonna run throughout the whole. There's something else in those fucking brownies and like Transformers too. That, yeah, those are those sure yeah. shit were pop brownies. Well, no, I I, th- I literally think it is. I
1: think that's true. I think Michael Bay one, he's just old, and he's two, he's detached, and I think that combination has made him. And I think it was once his movies make so much fucking money that nobody says anything. Like you know, Paramount's like. Somebody's like, oh, put your hands on the show. Just let him go with it. Let let him have his fun. This movie's just going to make us bank anyways. Who the fuck cares what shows up on screen? Well,
0: that's what I like about... Um, I think for somehow that all kind of worked out in Pain and Gain. Because regardless of what you say about everything else he's oh, done... Dude, Pain and Gain is
1: like... That is like a marvelous, like, fucking classic of a film.
0: I, I loved Pain and Gain. In that movie, it's just... I think that's actually something perfect for Michael Bay. Because it already is kind of like... I think there's some things that he just doesn't get. I'm not saying it's be Dick. I mean, clearly the guy is a mas is a is like, you know, committing masterpieces out of explosions and action scenes. He has a lot going on. His camera his cinematography work is amazing. But I feel like that uh there is just some things like, dude, you don't get it. That's kind of bad comedic timing, or that's not funny, or That's annoying. No one else is laughing. Why you why you keep doing this? Why do you like if we're going back to Transformers 2, like Shia LaBeouf, not nearly as annoying in that movie, but they got to give him the wild and wacky roommate. The roommate that's always like, oh, it's just the most stereotypical, most annoying character possible in that movie, and then just other things in that movie going on too. But then, so I think there's some things he just doesn't get. Where whether he did or didn't, I think it's funny in pain and game because I think everybody else kind of gets it, you know. Well, for some reason, everything kind
1: of works in that movie. I don't. I think as here's like Transformers. I know some people might balk at this, but Transformers is a serious idea that he's almost doing the thing where, um, almost like Joel Schumacher kind of did when he's making Batman movies, like, it's a fucking Batman movie! It's supposed to be funny! You know what I mean? Like, he's almost gets like, it's Transformers! It's supposed to be kind of weird! Where it's like, no, 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 Transformers should be like Pacific Rim where you take it fucking serious, like, and I think that's sometimes kind of missing in his way of breaking like the ice of making the movie not seem. It's like, OK, the robots are serious, but then we'll throw some weird comedic stuff in there to sort of break the I don't know, break the tension maybe of it. But and once again, the other day, I, like I think this was once, once you just kind of accept the Transformers movies for what they are and you just kind of enjoy them for what's going on. They're fun. And this movie, too, it's like, OK, they got Anthony Hopkins in it. And he he's given like almost weird lines to say, but when Anthony Hopkins says them, they're actually pretty fucking funny.
0: I can imagine that. Well, I'm I'm just because, because just I guess because you
1: just don't see Anthony Hopkins delivering lines like this. And it's just like he's almost taking corny lines, but since he can like do it super well, like they come out actually pretty well, I can darn see, funny.
0: First off, I wanna say it's funny that like when Transformers One came out, I really liked it. And I was like a real defender, and you were just like fuck this movie and fuck the franchise and by number four you're like maybe i'll give it a shot and now you like it more than <laughs> i do <laughs> i well it's well as once like and it's just i guess that comes
1: a collusion of like just the older i get the more and more accepting i get of like pretty much almost generally any movie and it's kind of like there's that period where it's bitter. like you know like the high, high school person like yeah fucking michael bear he thinks he's so fucking cool or probably not in high school probably like late high school and then it's like, now it's like, I look at Michael Bay and I kind of like, I look at all his movies. And I'm like, you know, for the most part, I I like 95% of the movies. Actually, I pretty much like almost every single movie he's done. And I can't think of a movie that, like, I dislike that he's made. I, you know? Transformers 2 probably being my least favorite of them all.
0: I still, like, it's not bad.
1: It's just not, it's just got a
0: lot of weird moments in it that probably are unnecessary. That's all I, I have dis- to say. number three the most and number four. I don't know. Really, I think three three is my favorite one. I think, well, think it just becomes it's one. kind of like a national treasure movie with oh here's some robot shit for a minute, you know.
1: Well, it's like in number five. The good thing about that one is there's only one kind of bad character, and she's not super obnoxious, but it's like they they can't really get away from like, not is, she like the, is she like character. the is she like the
0: twenty one year old like PhD like supermodel or whatever.
1: No, she's got she's like thirty something years old. She's she's the love interest mm-hmm. for Marky Mark. But like at first, she's just kind of talking down to him, like he's fucking retired. She's like, "I'm British. Oh, look at me. I'm a stereotype." And you know, going on like, "Look how smart I am," because oh, I'm British. And probably Michael Bay is like,
0: "She's she's fucking British and smart. It's so fucking
1: funny." <laughs> he's just like clapping his hands together,
0: like, "Look, closey, <laughs> like." <laughs>
1: Just like it's like the greatest. That's all I ever picture is just. I picture Michael maybe
0: the most unserious guy ever who just finds all this stuff so fucking well, weird you hear and stories funny. Stories about him being very strict on his set and like everybody be quiet. We're shooting this. It's very important. There's even like I remember I had to. We're shooting this scene. There's gonna be some ball swinging forward. This is very well, important. Yeah, because there's I remember there's a part where like. I'm one of the making of, of Transformers. There's a part where he's all like, you know, Michael's, he's a little stressed out sometimes, but he's a really good director. And they just showed some footage of him being like, you know, kind of directing the scene where well, you tell the guys back there to like, calm, they like to quiet down. Glad they're in a good fucking time, but I'm trying to work. And like you're, th- you're imagining what's on the other side of the camera, the part where the mom has a small, has the pop brownies. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he's trying to take it real serious. Yeah, like it's, it's,
1: who knows? That could like be I a imagine it's just like
0: very serious, just kind of like okay, okay, composed. <laughs> I'm British. I'm smart. Blah 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 blah. Very good, very good. Grins on the corner. Oh fuck! And starts busting up laughing. He comes back out. Okay. Okay. He comes back. He's like, "That's what you're
1: supposed to do. See, that's how you have respect for the people you work with. You take that laughter around the corner. <laughs> uh, nobody else is laughing. Fuck you. <laughs> My movie." Paramount says, I'm a fucking genius. Suck my or dick. he just
0: goes into like a sound. Or he just goes into like a, like, <laughs> wherever they shoot those scenes, he just goes into like a sound booth. Like his own little, own little mobile sound booth. He just... But
1: like nobody else could hear it. He's just <laughs> like, you just see it He's just banging like banging the wall. <laughs> Hand against the wall, like fucking dying in there. And it comes out like, <sighs> All right, let's do another one for him. Woosa. Woosa starts massaging his ears. He's like, I gotta do my own shit. <laughs> But no, it's like I'd say it's, it's worth seeing Transformers Five as well as ones like when you watch it though, like, you kind of have this feeling like you know you probably could edit it down a little bit but you know that's kind of how the, all the other Transformers movies have been and it, I don't know it doesn't doesn't really add anything too much new to it it def, it leaves off for another I was one though
0: ask that. I'm like I figured they're probably gonna leave off for another one but I was asking is this the one where they make it make it like the last one or is it like or they could be the last one or whatever but you know it's called yeah, the they last the thing. Where like.
1: Yeah, you think that is, and it's like, no, they find a way to, they actually find a way, it's kind of weird, but it's like, that's kind of cool, they, like, tied into, like, yeah, they tied into King Arthur, and it's like, well, that's kind of cool. I mean, obviously, Merlin comes out, and they're like, Merlin's a
0: fucking idiot and a drunk! He just got lucky that he found a robot! I was gonna say, um, he was, apparently, I overheard that he was originally gonna direct that King Arthur movie, and they were bouncing around for a little while, they went with Guy Ritchie instead, so this is him saying, here's my fucking King Arthur.
1: Well, that's what kind of It me. Like clearly, so some, you know, clearly, somebody else wanted to have a like a King Arthur movie because that's like a big part of it. It's not like a small intro thing. It's like, oh no, that's like what ties this whole story together.
0: And apparently, Bumblebee killed
1: Hitler or something. Yeah, like th- this sounds so weird. That almost seemed, that was almost where the movie kind of lost me at. <laughs> because, okay, like I'll say it. The ro- let's say the robots they were there with King Arthur and they saved that battle. Okay, I can believe that that they're kind of like Templars like in Indiana Jones, and then next thing you know, they had to go and they set them all up to protect Merlin's grave so that nobody could get, grab the staff. And then if they're locked away, like, I sort of get that part. But then once they start doing things like, oh, no, Transformers have been with us the whole time. I'm like, so Transformers are just really horrible people that let, like, all this other atrocities happen ever after King Arthur? They're like, yeah, fuck it, Black Plague, we did it. Slavery.
0: Yeah, we were in on it. <laughs> like what? Just like, you got, you got like, like plantation bot or something like that. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I got myself a plantation bot here now. Make sure it gets all the blackies. Okay. Turn into one of your like, Like they turn into like,
1: um, like a horse and buggy and just starts like chasing after people and <laughs> capturing them. But it's just like that. That's all I could think of. It's like one well, of those ones. I know somebody be like, "Do you they just gotta...
0: acknowledge that? Do they, do they acknowledge that?" Happened? No,
1: they, they don't say that. They they just kind of give out the thing. They like show just pictures of like transformers of like different people in history, like George Washington's crossing the river. There's a fucking transformer like in the water next to it. Really? Yeah, I kid you not. There's oh like my, Are scenes?
0: you fucking kidding me? Oh <laughs> yeah, I... why the fuck?
1: How? So by that standard, that means that there was robots that were like, "Yeah, fuck those slaves."
0: Why? Robot's sitting there like, yeah, Black Plague came from our oil. Did they say that? Came from our oil. No, they
1: don't say that. I'm just filling in the blanks.
0: Okay, but I'm just like, how the fuck did... George wash that almost sounds like a joke right there. It almost sounds like, like, like I don't know, like a how it should have ended parody or something. Oh. Well, the thing is, I think what else got Why are you on that? a fucking boat if a, if he's riding with he's fighting with fucking Optimus? Exactly, see, that's on, like Optimus' like. shoulder or some shit, or just like riding in on a jet.
1: See, because here's the thing: the King Arthur one, like as I said, like let's just say like the Transformers, like the Thirteen Knights or whatever the fuck they were, they get locked up with Merlin, and then they're like in slumber, you know, to protect it. Makes sense. I can believe that one. I'm totally all in for that idea. The second that you start saying that the Transformers have been hanging out with humans this whole time, why the fuck are they not like in some like futuristic neo like city? Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I, I don't know. It's just that weird. The, and I kind of like thought about like the thing they do with the Transformers. Even though they're robots, they treat them more like they're giant monsters. If that makes any sense.
0: Well, they seem to be more of like it's still very much. I don't mean this literally, but you know what I mean by this? Um, A human story. And I don't mean that like an artsy kind of way. I mean, it just focuses more on the humans and how the humans deal with the robots rather than being about the robots. Well, yeah, it's got that. But I mean, like the way that the Transformers are almost looked upon,
1: it's almost like they're giant. Like because they don't treat them like, oh, we're super sophisticated intelligence. More like we are ginormous brutes that fight each other throughout space.
0: And sometimes they have their stereotypes of some kind.
1: Yeah, they get stereotypes. The, kind of the other cool thing is, like, there's a character. He's he's only, like, in it for a moment, but he's, like, this big traveling transformer. He's got, like, all this shit on his back and everything like that. But it's played by, um... Oh, what's his name from Reservoir Dogs? Uh, Mr. Pink. Um,
0: oh, uh, Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. I thought that was kind of cool. Is it you could just tell by his voice, or did you actually, uh... I, I just could tell by <laughs> his voice. Is he just kind He almost kind of plays, like, you think... Because Steve Buscemi, he's a fantastic actor. But you think, like reservoir dogs you think the door would open all kinds of crazy other things but then he's just like mainly adam sandler comedies after that
1: <laughs> yeah it's just like
0: well he was in fargo and he was in um big lebowski oh no he starts off like on like Cohen brothers and quentin tarantino but then after a while it's just kind of like character acting and comedy but then apparently he also like after 9-11 he quit acting for a while and just was became a fire because he used to be a firefighter Eh, huh, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so that kind of explains why he had some absence for a while. But, yeah. Well, he's back to Transformers 5 now. That's good. Well, I, <laughs> so, actually, he was in Boardwalk Empire. i never seen it, but he apparently had a big role. Oh, in-
1: yeah, he was one of the main characters in that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That that was almost reason enough to see that show. I was like, oh, Steve Buscemi, is that in it? But, no, the Transformers one, it's, it's a fun movie. Definitely worth seeing. It's got good action in it. They definitely kind of play off the night thing. They make it out like all the Transformers, for some reason, now aren't firing guns unless you're John Goodman. They're all, like, swinging swords and shit. But it's like, oh, okay, well... A a Transformers movie, you can't go in there with too much logic. You really got to back out of it. It's not like the 84 movie that, you know, has something really going on. These ones, you kind of almost have to just accept them for, like, cool visuals and Marky Mark and...
0: Yeah. Is Josh Duhamel because I know he plays a bigger part in this one. He comes back. Is he just there like, hey, remember me, or does he actually do something? Is, in the that,
1: movie? is that the military guy
0: from the first three?
1: Yeah, he's he's in it, and he's at first he's like, well, they got like that area that like from the fourth one when like they destroyed like that section of town. They got it all like quarantined and whatnot, and Marky Mark's like living in there for some odd reason. Like I, got, I gotta like find my robot putties and like help him out. And then there's like some there's that little girl that's always in the trailer. He's like, I'm going to stay, and I'm going to fight them. Even though you, they make her on that trail like she's a really big character, she is really not that big of a character. She's like in the beginning, and she's
0: in the end, and that's it. Everything else is all Marky Mark. <laughs> like, all right, move out of the way, honey. Men are working. <laughs> kind of like that. That's what like, Mark They're to make like, it this
1: big. And like, they're trying I to be to be like, you're the to daughter me. I always wanted. Fuck that other cunt. I sent her off to college. One thing she does is leave fucking voicemails at me. Good thing you don't have to see her in this movie.
0: I didn't like anybody in the fourth one that wasn't Mark Wahlberg or a robot. Well, I just didn't like the... It was really just more like the daughter and her boyfriend were just like... Stanley Tucci was even annoying too, though, because he, he was starting off as kind of like, oh, right, okay. so he's like a less evil Steve Jobs. And then, as it goes on, he's becoming like bumbling, he's tripping over himself, he's no longer doesn't come across as threatening as he once was. I'm like, oh, alright, whatever. And then, you know, nothing about... is just like, if Steve fucking Jobs is so fucking funny, look at him, he's so
1: Here, give me an apple. I want to throw it at him
0: and say fucking nerd. (laughs) Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll be in the outtakes. That's just for me. That's just for me to like replay over and over. in a loop. (laughs) That's my new loading screen. (laughs) Yeah, I put it on my computer every time it starts up. Just this apple hitting him in the side of the face. Like,
1: pooh, 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 pooh. Nerds, nerds, nerds. (laughs) It's like. Does, should anybody tell Michael Bay that you just can't shout out nerd? It's like, no, 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 no. This Paramount says this movie makes too much money for you to say anything to Michael Bay.
0: I like my, I feel like Michael Bay, I don't feel like that, because a lot of times you think like, oh, I was a film student. Like you were a, you were like a nerd who got made fun of a lot. I don't think he like, maybe he's that guy who came back around and became like a big like. That's the
1: kind of guy who's like, I was 15
0: years old. and Yeah, I was the one making fucking porn. I was what the fuck were you guys doing? Sucking each other's dicks? That's what I thought. <laughs> maybe no i was gonna say he may have been the guy who was kind of bullied and then all of a sudden he got a little bit of power and they got drunk with that power or i think he's more likely just to be one of those guys who was just like a total bro who went into filmmaking and then got you know he did a bunch of car commercials and whatnot and from there just did like yeah man it's funny just never got like never had like that like uh just has like a sense of detachment from everybody no, I think that's sort of
1: is what it was. I think he is, like, the kind of guy. Because you see those guys every once in a while. They're like, hey, I
0: got into filmmaking because, you know, I was
1: fucking into cars and shit. And I just wanted to shoot some cool stuff. It's, like, the same thing with, like, guys like, yeah, why'd you get into filmmaking? Well, I wanted to shoot myself doing fucking sick tricks on my skateboard. And next thing you know, they're throwing money at me. And I was making videos for Tony Hawk. Then Tony Hawk was making videos for me. You know how it goes.
0: Yeah, something kind of like that. Like a yeah, like, that, that's, what,
1: that's sort of what it reminded me of is he's probably one of those guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not the guy who's like, I got a story to tell. That guy's a fucking fag.
0: I feel... I, I heard this, and I, I doubt it's true. I mean, I doubt the, movie, the movie's... We're, we're
1: true. just writing this autobiography that has. No, we have no idea what it's all based I'm off of. I'm just
0: assuming. I'm just, I'm just basing
1: off of watching a movie and how he judges things.
0: Well, look at, like... I mean, you can't say it's coincidental. You can't just say, oh, these... Action movies just happen to have a weird little bit of comedy every, every so often. The only movie of his I've not seen is um, that 13 Hours movie. Yeah. Everything else I've seen of his. and every <laughs> so one of that, is-
1: that movie looks so like serious and like war and all this stuff. It'd be so fun if he did this. Like you watch
0: that movie that actually has all that same comedy in it. I'd assume maybe in a scene at some point someone's calling in like, I need ground support. "Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get right to that. He's like playing like a video game or something like that. Or he's on like some dating simulator. Like, ah, he's a fucking nerd. He can't get a real girl. That's why he's playing a dating simulator. (laughs) Oh, well, fucking Michael Bay. I'm guessing. I don't know. I've not seen the movie. I'm just assuming something like that's there. Because that's the only movie of his I have not seen. But every other movie of his has some of that awkward humor. Even even um pearl harbor has some of that humor yeah the pearl harbor does have that in there too so it, it, it's kind
1: of funny how that is yeah it, the weird thing is transformers 5 i felt like had even more than three and four i could be wrong but i don't know it's as i said all the anthony hopkins stuff works it's just because it's so fucking odd and then anthony hopkins delivering it it works but he's got like the weirdest thing like anthony hopkins has like this like Butler robot with him, who's got like anger and emotional issues. This is the thing I can never forget. Why do all these robots have like super emotional issues? Like they don't even have just like light emotional
0: issues. They got like extreme. Like there's no real character development, but they are characters. Like this one just runs and attacks people out for no reason. This one is is like a black stereotype. This one's an Italian stereotype. This one, 1940s, John Goodman.
1: Yeah. So they got like it's weird it's like they got some of those things like that but there's like yeah the the butler character was kind of odd and he's just this robot and he like would freak out and like start punching people and shit and he starts almost trying to strangle marky mark at one point and
0: i wonder if it's one of those things like look um we're hitting the 10 minute mark there's been an action scene okay it just action scene we gotta have this thing freak out and start punching him i mean i liked wonder woman but there are some moments where i felt like they probably put in this quick little barroom fight for the sake of having an action scene
1: yeah, exactly. There's those kind of things in it, but I don't know. All I have to say is this movie. Like after watching that Tupac movie, that raised the bar for all the movies this year.
0: <laughs> Tupac movie? I've heard mixed it's things t- with the Tupac movie. Eyes on Me. That one's well, pretty I good. It was
1: amazing. Like I thought it was like just like how you know N- Notorious and you know Straight Outta Compton. Those all those movies have been like fucking like amazing.
0: Apparently, the guy that played from Notorious plays Biggie Smalls in this. Yeah, movie. I thought that was
1: cool. I thought, I like how they brought him back. Doing a shared... shared universe thing? Yeah, pretty much. It's like that. Well, it's kind of funny because like in the bi- in the notorious one, you know who they got to play Tupac? Who they get to play Tupac? They got they got the Falcon to play Tupac. Really? Anthony Mackie? Which it's really weird because like you I think this was once, at the time, like he well, he doesn't really look like Tupac, but like at the time you would probably not have thought anything of it, but when you in like hindsight, when you think about it, you're like, oh, the Falcon plays Tupac. That's an interesting one. But no, that, no I, I think that all eyes, I mean, I mean, I don't know, maybe if you're, like, super, super like, I know every, like, biographical detail of Tupac's life, maybe, like, then if, I don't know, I don't know if it's off by, like, something, because I know that's mostly always the thing that kind of can ruin a biopic for some people, the people that know him like, way too well, but I just think as overall as a movie, just as storytelling and just kind of, like, just showing that time, I just think it's, I feel like it's one of ones. what I like about those rap movies is I like that time period, because it's, like, really, it's, even though it's kind of like this different world, it's like, dude, it's still the 90s. It's still like, ah, just like how I remember it, just for, it like from a different perspective. That's all it
0: is. It is weird knowing that there's a point where you lived the 90s and then you kind of like, oh, now this is a time that people can replicate. It has this very own unique look that you don't see today, you know, because I don't know. I guess it's just kind of weird when you because you'd see movies take place in the 80s or the 70s. I'm like, oh, I wasn't there for it. But then you kind of see this time you were there for. I'm like, oh, yeah, that look doesn't exist like it used to. So I heard – the one thing I heard, though, I heard a lot like Jada Pink and Smith, Smith was talking a lot of shit on the movie because she's like, this didn't happen, that didn't happen, all this and that. So, She's only in it for like two scenes. It's like <laughs> – I'm just, I'm just going off because she apparently was really good friends with Tupac. Well, so they, I never, they get I that
1: across that. in there and it's like – I don't know. I don't know if she's doing the thing where she's like complaining like it wasn't exactly like that or if she's complaining like – I mean, it's not like they do anything like – you know, it's not like they said, like, oh, yeah, and J. Pinkett Smith, like, somebody broke into her house and shot her and murdered her. She's like, I'm still alive. Thank you. <laughs> like, Patch Adams or whatever. Yeah, like, Patch Adams. That's what I, I, that's the movie I always go to. It's just like, I understand, like, bending the truth a little bit for storytelling, but Jesus Christ, like, you murdered a guy's wife who's still actually alive. Like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> like, Dangerous Minds. I remember I had to read the book for, like, a class, and, uh, the oh, yeah. original the one, is,
1: what's what's the original title of it? it's like
0: my like, posse don't do homework or yeah something my pa- like.
1: it's like just always sounds like so it's like a white person like i'm trying to be hip with like the youth
0: well i'll say the book's pretty good and it's actually it doesn't feel like sometimes people make those movies out to be just here comes the white lady trying to save the day and the, the book does not feel like that the book feels pretty legitimate for the most part um the movie though is does very much have that vibe that people complain about. And I've read, interv- I read like an interview, I think it was a cracked article where she was talking about her real life experience and in the movie. And she said, she actually had to fight them and threaten them to assume on some things. Cause at some point, like we're going to have a scene where you and a student start to have an affair. She's like, no, She's like, well, why not? It'll help for the drama for the movie. Cause that didn't fucking happen. Cause I wouldn't fuck a kid. <laughs> Just somebody like, like Michael Bay, psh- like you wouldn't fuck a kid. You look like a f- kid fucker the whole way. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she says like, oh, well, we think it really, we really need something to punch up this part of the, of the act. We think that could help. Like, all right, let me put it to you this way. If you do that, I'm going to sue you because you're using my name and you're using my prop, my book and that's going to ruin my reputation. I can't fucking do that. So they backed out of that. And then another, another point was there, there's a part in the movie where she gets, I don't remember, I haven't seen the movie in so long, but whether this happens in the movie or not, but they said there's a part in the script where after her first day, they make her cry and she runs out of the classroom and she's like, I wouldn't fucking do that. Like, what do you mean you want to fucking do that? Those kids are mean. Like, did you read my book? I'm a fucking Marine. (laughs) So it's one of those things where it's like people. And they, they said they had like, um, a guy like, what was it? Like, I don't know. I didn't explain what the guy looks like, but they had like a street Kid orologist, or something like that, like some made up bullshit job where it's just like, I know how kids on the street talk. And they they went to that guy rather than going to her or going to actual kids, you know, that were like what the, ba- the movie was aimed at. And another thing they did was in the uh, book, she tried to reach out to the kids about writing and all that. And she says, you know what? You guys can go on and bring in hip hop and talk about like whatever uh, albums you like, whatever, like, you know, Tupac, whatever and that actually got them engaged and more involved in writing yeah and then the movie what they do is like hey i know you kids like all you kids in the inner city like bob dylan just like yeah a bunch of inner city kids Kids, like Like, like, bob
1: dylan like some old white guy at the time because even that even (laughs) in the 80s that guy you know i was still like oh that old man singing about like his life and fighting for stuff. Fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Like, no kids gonna like that unless they're like, unless it's like an inner city kids of like a bunch of like '60s hipsters, maybe.
0: Yeah. So it was like one of those things, like Bob Dylan. She gets these kids interested into like riding through Bob Dylan. Man, I, 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 I love Bob all that, Dylan. I, I haven't
1: seen that movie in like ten plus years, if not even longer than that.
0: Because oh, I know that that movie is always like the go-to for
1: like how extremely different you can get from like the book to like the movie. There's,
0: that's also one of those other parts where like killing off someone didn't happen like there's the one kid who like got killed off because he's like oh man these guys are out to shoot me i right, go to the principal's office like oh i didn't talk to him why because he walked in without knocking fuck that beaner like oh, what you know has that very much has that fucking vibe and then the move and then like in real life the guy had like this added the guy like went to the marines got decorated, he's married, has three kids, living a su- successful life, and it's just, the movie just play like, yep, goofy goofy little, like, gangbanger got shot, not a big deal. Like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's, that's the
1: thing, it's like, I feel like if you're gonna, it's like, if you want to make a movie so radically different, just write your own movie. It's like, you know what I mean? you're at You're at the point that you're like, you're not even... Only do an adaptation if you truly actually enjoy the source material. If you don't enjoy the source material, I think it's so weird to, tr- to do an adaptation. I mean, we see it all the time, but yeah, it's just a it's a bizarre
0: one. I mean, I can understand like changing some things to a certain. I mean, there there are times I've seen like adaptations that don't really bother me. Then there where it's where it is pretty different. But there's I guess there's enough there like um, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, I think that movie does some things better than the book. And I think the book does some things better than the movie. I think between those two things, I mean, that's, I guess that's fiction. It's not a real life story. It's a little little different,
1: but yeah, it's like, there's a time and a place when you can sort of change things. Cause sometimes I think, you know, there's some, you know, you get an adaptation where they're like, they fix problems that, like, the first one kind of had, and they make it even better, but lots of times, I think, when, once you get to the point where it's almost you can tell somebody just does not care at all about the source material, they're only using that as, like, a selling point. Yeah, that's well, that's the kind how, of problem. Um... But I, I think for that Tupac movie, I mean, okay, yeah, there might be some weird little things in there and so on, but... I don't know. If, compared to, like, when I, like... You know, compare all these like other stories of these movies and like line them up. They seem to be fine. It's not like some movies where you're like you watch. I'm like, what the fuck? There was a movie I was watching. Oh no, it was, it was the Ip Man movies where like I started getting confused because once you started watching the different versions of them, it's like his wife died different
0: ways in each one. So I'm like, well, what's the fucking truth? Tell me what's the truth. Oh, I'm confused. There's the Grandmaster, which tries to be as historic as far as I know, tries uh-huh. to be incredibly historically accurate, and that one I saw that one. I mean, I know it's probably a little bit more of the fictitious one, but um, it was still a good movie.
1: Uh, yeah, I still it like Man. that one.
0: Grandmaster was still good, but Ip Man with um, Donnie Yen, that one's still that's the go-to. That's the that one's just well, way like, more I, I fun. I like the
1: way that like his wife dies and the I think it's Ip it Man 3. I like that way. It, it's just I know it's no, it's definitely much more of a movie way of going out
0: but how's like, it in itman man three is it a heroin overdose like it is in the uh or heroin addiction no. like it wasn't the other one it's just
1: like she died like i think it's in the grand master's the one where she's like just like dies and it sits like over the phone like oh yeah by the way your wife died because which that probably is more realistic like oh i was out here trying to you know do this this and that for my family and you know as i was gone my wife passed away mm-hmm. so that probably is more accurate but i like in it man three it's like his wife's really sick and she's dying and everything like that. And he's supposed to do this big fight. And he actually says, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to do this fight. You know, I'm going to go spend time with my wife. And so they go and they go dancing and they have a really good time. And like, they're really, in, they're almost like on a little vacation. And then she like passes away later on after it's like a real touching moment. But like, you could tell that that's probably way more written in like that. Cause that's just not how things happen. Real life shit just like happens. And it's just like, Oh fuck. Sorry honey I couldn't get back in 6 months apparently you're dead now. Oh. So I, Japan I like,
0: has no oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was say,
1: I like the way in Ip Man storytelling wise. I think the way in Ip Man 3 I
0: like that way more. I was going to say Japan almost slipped out, my bad. China has no problem altering like their own like character, their own like historical figures past for the sake of making a movie more interesting. There's the Bruce Lee movie, um not the um not Rob Cohen one. Not, Dra- not Dragon. Um there's the one that's um it's like I think it stars Bruce L L I Bruce lie <laughs> Yeah, because his life's a fucking lie. He's not the real <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> he, it stars that guy. And it's one of those ones where he's, uh, he's, uh, it's like every, it's like, all right, they have a little bit of the things in San Francisco at the beginning. Like, Hey, we don't want you teaching white people. This is I'll teach you. What I want, they have a fight and the fights a little bit more grander, but whatever, you know, cool, whatever. Yeah, That's, that's, said, uh, that's okay. I feel like that's fine. Yeah. And then they get to – but then they go – then, like, suddenly he has a wife and kid. How do you meet him? Don't fucking worry about it. He said he's filming in Rome. He's filming um Way of the Dragon. And at some point between takes, some guy, some girl comes over. He says, like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. My father would like to meet you. She says, get in the fucking limousine. Like, oh, this is a lot – you're doing a lot just to get an autograph. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <You know? laughs> go to the fucking Coliseum, and there he fights, like, this, this you know, guy. He's like, I lost a lot of fight. I lost a lot of money on you, and I am fucking bet – So now you're going to fucking pay for that. And then they get into a fight, beats him down. And the guy's like, oh, wow, you truly are a legend. You will bring peace to your people. (laughs) 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 So it was just basically a series of him being on a set, someone challenging him, him knocking the fuck out of those guys. It was one of the only ones, though, where he's like, oh, this is how he died. What was it? Brain aneurysm. They're actually going kind to of show it. But then it also did this thing like, here's other theories that people think how he how he really did die. He just, he <laughs> it's almost like, like Wayne's
1: World. Like they go back and like, let's do the other ending. Let's do the like super clue. happy ending.
0: It does that or it does like the clue thing where it says, but this is what really happened. It's just <laughs> He's just like strolling, walking on home one day. And then all of a sudden like five guys jump out of nowhere with a sword, slash them, they run <laughs> off this <laughs> is like or the other theory is he's not really dead and he will be back in 20 years went off the train in the mountains or you just see him with a backpack just strolling out into the woods
1: <laughs> well, i kind of like that they kinda just go like just kind of go with it like i have to give him credit there for that
0: yeah so and then this you had the wall says in
1: the tupac movie they, they definitely don't do that where it's like let's go through the three different endings
0: with people that think that tupac's still alive in like an underground bunker because he just keeps on coming out with stuff
1: well, yeah, he's like he's one of, he's one of those other guys. He's like Jimi Hendrix. He has more albums after he
0: died than he does when he was alive. Well, you just look at like the you just look at the body of work of like Tupac and Jimi Hendrix. You're like I am a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> look how much they got done. Well, it's like I'm older that, that, than they ever were and they, yeah.
1: Well, that Tupac movie like right when it ends, it's like it's like Tupac. It's like he had, you know, 11 platinum albums. You know, he starred in nine movies. He sold 85 million albums throughout time or whatever. Or, you know, that all while he was 25. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ.
0: It's like, thanks
1: for just telling me, like, what the fuck have you done, huh? What makes you so fucking special? Well, it's also... <laughs> That's how I sort of felt there.
0: Well, it's also one of those things that is literally kind of like starting at the bottom and coming to the top kind of thing. So there's really no excuse, you know, some other rappers you could say, okay, well someone like Drake, he went to like, I'm not saying he's not talented or whatever. I mean, I'm not into his music, but not saying he's not talented, but, uh, he went to like art school. He was in Degrassi when he was like a teenager. So he kind of had, yeah, a leg yeah, so he was kind of like, yeah, he was kind of a little bit more privileged. So where someone well, like Tupac like, Tupac it's like worked his way up and got that much done and that's just, like, oh, fuck. That's just one of those things where it just makes you feel so fucking bad. Like, yeah, I got to step up my shit. Well, it really does, because, like, dude, the guy goes to fucking jail, makes an album that's still a platinum album. Like, it's like, fuck,
1: like, nothing stops this guy. He gets shot five times, gets back up, makes another platinum album. Like, it's, like, it's almost, like, a very motivating movie, but almost, like, two, it's, like, it's like the work of Jim Lee. It's almost too, like, you look at it, it's like, that's just too high. How am I ever going to shoot for any of this? Like, he's just, like, soaring so far above that, like, nobody can even reach him anymore. I was thinking,
0: it's like, if, if they both it's lived. Just like, oh my gosh. If they both lived, I bet John Lennon and Tupac probably would have got along pretty well. Probably. Because, well, it's like, like, the cool thing about
1: that movie is, like, it does kind of capture, because you sort of, like, have you watched, like, the Notorious movie? That's got sort of like one kind of version, you know, and that's from like Biggie Small, which the weird thing about that guy is like, I thought that guy originally had like a bunch of albums and like was almost like one of those like post 80s kind of like, not as old as like Run DMC or Public Enemy, but kind of like in that same time period, but it's like he only had one album or he had two albums. He had two albums and the second one came out after he died.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. That that one's just kind of weird. It's like, oh my God, like Tupac had like fucking 11 plus albums and he was in Digital Underground and all this stuff. It's just like, oh my God, he's just... It, 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 mind-blowing. It's mind blowing. Just like, dude, that's like, how do you get so much stuff done in so little time? I mean, and to top it off, he's doing like a movie every. He's doing more than he's doing like two movies a year. But you think about, it, he's twenty five years old, but he started like seventeen, and he got nine fucking movies in in that time period? Like, does Brad Pitt even have that many movies in like that short of time period? I don't think like, he what did. the fuck? Yeah, I don't think he did. No, it's like, it's yeah, it's ridiculous how much stuff these guys got. I think it's just probably what it is. It's just you grew up in an area where you don't have any of these like real great choices. So the second that like somebody's like offering this stuff to you left and right, you're like, fuck yeah. I want to be in a movie. Fuck yeah. I want to do more albums. I mean, I will say that I think that this always sounds kind of weird, but it's like, I think a rap album is a, it's a lot easier to come out with a rap album than it is to come out with like a full on like metal album. Just, just saying just cause there's like musically, you know, well, cause you know, like, you know, The metal album, there's like so much to go into it and so much of the recording and so much dialing it in and so much of this where a rap album is one that, in a sense, you're sampling stuff. So the stuff's already recorded the way you kind of want to use it. Then you just got the DJ mixing it together, maybe throwing in some other stuff, and then you just kind of find the right groove and then you throw your lyrics on top. Not to discredit anything, but I feel like that doesn't take nearly as much time as it takes to sit down and record five guys, you know, three guitars drum tracks and vocals and then getting that all like dialed in i just in. give
0: him credit for finding the fast track on that
1: <laughs> yeah well that's why i meant to give it because it's like perfect example Is like well you know every metal band mostly comes out if they're lucky if a band or an album every two years where like these rap guys could come out with an album like once or twice a year and signs have double albums mm-hmm. you know in a year or so but yeah just talk about it. it's like yeah it is one of those ones. like i just watched it, i was like fuck i gotta get something done I'm like well i am working as hard as i possibly can be but jesus christ i'm not getting enough done apparently <laughs>
0: or like Orson Welles how how old was he when citizen citizen Kane came out like maybe 30 25 25 Jesus Christ 25 <laughs> Yeah it's kind of scary when you hear that Well, Granted that that was also a time when it's just like you're 12 now you're going off to the war so I guess. <laughs> Yeah so 25 You grew up would quickly. Like nowadays. So you know what i mean 25 would be like you know 40 back then <laughs> I'm being an, so, I'm yeah, being an you, asshole. I'm being an asshole. I know that, you yeah.
1: no, um, But No, no, no. Do not be an asshole. That's actually kind of true, though. That is sort of how it was back then. I think people just kind of got shoved into things right off the bat, and that was just kind of how life was. I
0: just, you got to give credit to, like, Wells on that, just for, like, this young guy up and coming, hey, I got invited to this nice, fancy dinner. Like, oh, you know what was cool? Bullfighters. Who's saying cool things about bullfighters? I am, Orson <laughs> Wells where murdoch you're a fucking idiot bullfighters are assholes i'm gonna fuck this guy's life up he just he insulted me at this fucking party my movie that everyone's that i can do anything with it's gonna just be tearing this guy down you know i'll mention that you you can make whatever you want and some guy gives you shit at a dinner party and your whole yeah you know, the thing you could do anything with is like fuck that guy and his whole empire fuck his wife fuck his mom
1: Well, it's good because Randolph Hearst is like really like the epitome of all evil of California. He
0: was evil. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, don't get me wrong.
0: His house is cool
1: to go look at. But other than that, though, that guy represents like everything hateful that you can have in like big business republicanness.
0: Oh, I know. But I just think it's funny. Just the thing you could you could have done anything with that budget. And he says, like, I'm going to just bring this motherfucker down. Why? He made fun of me at his party. (laughs) going to laugh at my joke.
1: That's okay. That's reason enough sometimes, I think. Especially in the nineteen forties. What the heck? Don't
0: let this don't you let know? don't let this don't let this um next statement be taken out of context. But hate can breed some amazing things sometimes.
1: <laughs> well well, yeah, because it's an emotion, and that's lots of times how like if there was no emotion, you would never generate really technically art. Because, you know, you think about it. Why does a story come out? You know, it's because you get angry at something. you're like, fuck those people. Like, you know what I mean? Like I got like, you know, sometimes it's like I think of like bitter old fuck episodes and it's like you see somebody doing something like shitty like littering or something like that you're like fuck that guy you know what i would do is like what if we just beat the shit out of that guy took that fucking washer that he dumped out there shove his body in there drop it off on his front front porch knock on the door have his fucking kid come out while you light it on fucking fire and you say when you grow up if you
0: want to come to me i'll be there to challenge you leave a knife you get those emotions just drop a knife right in the porch i'll be
1: waiting
0: exactly so there is those, like, moments, like, it's,
1: like, no matter what, you know, you, that's the only way you get stimulated. It's, like, so also the same thing can happen, too, is if you have a really funny moment where you, like, laugh real hard. and Like, oh, dude, that'd make for a fucking great joke. Write that shit down. Or, you know, anything else. Like, even tragedies lots of times can be, like, sometimes they're like, oh, dude, we had this, like, horrible car accident. But it made for this great story. You know, you never know. Um, sometimes that's how it I'm works. I'm
0: forgetting the uh, actor's name, but, um uh he's the guy that plays Dinesh on Silicon Valley he has a movie coming out I don't know if it's directed by Judd Apatow or just produced by him but he has a movie coming out based on a true story about how he's a Pakistani guy came to America he was in an arranged marriage but met his wife and decided to just you know kind of like break it off like say hey with his family look I met the girl my dreams I want to marry her and then shortly after that she goes into a coma and it's just while she's in a coma, he's dealing with her, his family and her family and just kind of the awkwardness. And as tragic as it sounds, apparently it's really funny. So... Well, see, that's what
1: I mean. It's like sometimes you can take those kind of tragic moments and sometimes funny stuff comes out of them. That's it, it, the old classic thing where, you know, somebody falls down the stairs. Like, that's not really a good thing, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's like... And a lot of times moments where, like, everything goes... Like awry, like in hindsight, you kind of look back on it, and you go, you know, even though everything didn't go it all the way intended, it eh, kind of funny,, mm-hmm.
0: no, it's i'm I'm sure like, but yeah, no, so let me, yeah, I'm sorry, my uh, not feeling it today, <laughs> but no, um, I always use the excuse, my caffeine is running low, and it's I know I say it all the time, but it's fucking true, uh no, but I see what you're saying though, there is sometimes those uh the weird like inspiration come from the weirdest places, so. I don't know, I could I think of some bad things that happened to me that kind of really helped out in some scripts that I was working on, so. Exactly, so mostly, generally I always feel like,
1: I always like to look at the positive in just about everything. Everything could be like a life learning experience that, you know, you just got to put forward and that makes you better.
0: Why not? Like, what the heck? Yep. Seems a good place right. to land out on. Land out on? I, yeah caffeine's out yeah. <laughs> land out I on her. i, 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 I didn't on. take
1: pre-workout today and i like i noticed there was like a big difference in my day like i got this new pre-workout it's um what the fuck is it called Man. it's called uh it's by ct fletcher mm-hmm. and it's like you can't really sell this in regular stores because right on the thing it's like what flavor is this motherfucking
0: watermelon you're telling me about
1: this like compton ca- cotton candy yeah then, then there's like compton cotton candy and all that kind of stuff and it's like on the back it's just like take this shit bitch Fucking, you take this every day until you can't fucking work out anymore. And then you take a fucking break like a pussy, and then you get back to taking it again.
0: You're not going to see this on the paid-for-programming network at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning? Dude,
1: so you won't even see this in GNC. It's too, like, the ingredients are too hardcore. And I don't know what it is. This sounds, this sounds weird, but all, like, black guys that make pre-workout, I don't know what half the ingredients are ever on them. There was a time period where I used to know everything I was getting when I'd buy one of these. And now these new ones, like the Yeah Buddy and this one... I, I don't know what's in it. It's like I look at the back. I'm like, okay, caffeine. I know what that is. And then the rest of the stuff. It's like, beats the hell out of me. Monkey it's prostate. Like, boy, okay.
0: Work.
1: Yeah, it's like, boy, does it work. It's
0: just, but yeah, just like, there,
1: it, it made a difference. Like Medea, I was like, it was all lethargic, and to the point where it's like, well, I mean, it's it's already like a fucking hundred and something degrees out, so that's not helping anything. But it's just like, oh yeah, I guess I should work on something. I'll get over there and okay, trying. Well, that drawing doesn't look so good. Well, I guess I'll get something to eat. It's like, I, I do know there's a big difference when I don't like work out and when I don't take pre workout. Because you take pre workout and you're like, I fucking flip over a rock today. And then this all goes away without it. It's sad, really. So, is today a pre workout day? No, I didn't take pre workout today. I just took the day off from working out. I'm just
0: imagining just like, like that. Like I don't like
1: taking the day off of working out, but like, you know, it's like, I feel like it's probably good for your body, but. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I remember when, I back, mean, when, back when we went to the gym back in class five, I remember I'd be like, hey, Spencer, what should I do if I did that? You were almost kind of like my unofficial, like, trainer. Like, I just kind of asked, like, I worked on my legs today. What should I do today? Well, don't do your legs again. Just do your arms. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of the ones, like, I like working,
1: like, I could literally work out, like, every single day just for the fact that it makes the rest of my day really good, you know? And when I don't work out, it's like, you just feel, like, lazy. I felt like or should just go lay in bed and maybe read a book or something. I I don't know what else to do. Not trying to promote it's all hot and sweaty out and it's look misty.
0: Not trying to promote yeah. like being um, like procrastination. But I feel like every so often, you kind of need those days where it's just like uh, like a day or two where you're not doing literally anything. Because I honestly think you could get burnt out and like you have trouble trouble finding like it's hard to keep that like flow of inspiration constantly going. I mean, you can get it going frequently and regularly, but it's hard to always have it going strong. So I think there's a day or two. I mean, I'll be honest. I feel like I need, I sometimes need like one, like one to three days where I'm just like, I didn't get none of that done. And I almost feel bad about it. And I just kind of like hate myself for it. And so then when those three days are up, I end up just crank out more than i would have if i just you know just was going through the motions like okay a little bit of lines here a little bit of coloring in there a little bit of writing here you know what i mean because i feel like if you're forcing yourself to do it something something you got to force yourself but sometimes i feel like you're just going through the motions you need to almost kind of reget that passion for it by doing something different or just breaking away from it for a moment
1: yeah well you can't force yourself in art i don't
0: think that's really you just don't get good material when that i feel like you have to force it out like not like not saying it's an end product, just force it out so you could, you know, because a little bit of bad work is better than no work. But I still feel that there are those couple of days you just need to, like, all right, dude, not today. I just need to be brain dead for a minute and play like Zelda or something.
1: And it's like, well, m- myself, it's like, I mostly like. It's pretty much, almost like see, because I have the problem of like not taking too many breaks. Like I feel like I probably should take more breaks than necessary, because I'll work like generally like seven days straight where I don't do anything but just work on projects. Because like I and and work out like I kind of put two and two together. Like I work out, then I can work on my projects all fucking day long, and I don't really have a problem with it but i do think that like once in a while it's good to have like a like one lazy day i don't, I don't really need to have more than that i don't feel like there's enough time in life to have more than one lazy day a week if that even but like you know one of those days we're like what are we gonna do today oh, fuck it i'm gonna read a bunch of comics i'm gonna catch up maybe on some of my movies may play a couple games you know and then also like take a day off of working out too at the same time like literally just do a day where you're like don't do fucking yard work. Don't do fucking anything where you're lifting something. Just like really let your body like relax and cool off. You know, take a fucking long ass nap in the middle of the day and really recharge because sometimes that makes a big difference. Like then the next six days, you're fucking back in business. You can get things going and really start working hard on everything, both your workouts and, you know, your creative projects and anything else you do. Like there is something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I always get the point, like, I I have this, like, conflicting part of my mind where it's like, but you're running out of time. It's like, you know, you got to get this done. Like, oh, yeah, i got to fucking get this done. Like, I have a hard time, like, especially the older I get, like, I have a harder and harder time of, like. Every day
0: seems like a missed opportunity.
1: Yeah, like, I I can't really relax as much. I even have a hard time, like, sitting down playing video games sometimes or even just, like, I can't even watch, like, TV, like, movies during the day. I don't watch TV, but I can't watch, like, even, I don't like watching a movie during the day. Cause I feel like right then and there, that's gonna like make the rest of my day like that's it. Mm. Like I mostly I save all my stuff to like the the pretty much right before I go to bed. That's about the only time I watch something. You know, I use comics mostly as like that. That's like a creative break. You know, I mean, you could read like one issue, and you know what that takes you ten to fifteen or twenty minutes, give or take, on which size it is. And then after that last time, you're like, fuck, I'm ready to start creating again.
0: Yeah. Don't don't take it as me just being like, yeah, you gotta be lazy. Just let it come to you. And it happens when it happens. Hopefully it doesn't come across that way. What I'm mainly saying is I feel like cause I, I, I agree with this about everything you're saying right there. I'm more saying in the context of I find myself like when I feel stressed out and overworked, I almost kind of find myself going through the motions rather than actually being inspired to actually work on the things I'm doing. And I uh-huh. can come out with lack- lackluster work. So every so often, you just kind of need those two days or so where you just – one or two days or even three days if you're being really bad. I'm not saying you should do it frequently.
1: But yeah, then, and I, I, I'm always afraid to go more – like more than two days would be too much for me because the second that you go past three days – It's also just days, my day job
0: though. That's the other big part of it, just my yeah, fucking – Yeah,
1: you got that problem too. It's because of those crappy hours. Yeah. Those, those hours fuck you. Yeah, I've gone – Like 12-hour like days, like that doesn't help anything, yeah. but – but it's one of those ones, like, I don't like to go more than three days because with creativity, or it's like anything. It's, I guess you could say with drugs or any, it's like a, a video game is a perfect example, too. You know, you can go, okay, let's just, we'll use a video game, for example. But it works with art. It works with, you know, I think it works with alcohol and drugs, too, even. But you can literally say, like, okay, we're playing a video game. And you take one day off, you could jump right back in that video game, no sweat. You take two days off, and you go, man, I kind of want to play that game, but I don't have to get to it right away. You take three days off, and the next thing you know, it'll, you know, by the time day four rolls around, you almost don't even care anymore. For all you know, you could be starting something brand new and never even get back to whatever you're doing. So that's why I always have a fear of going longer. Like I don't like to go longer than mostly like two days maximum between like creativity or anything like that. Because the second is is once you hit that third day, and then if you go into the fourth day, it's tough to get back in the groove. And that's where I feel yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. where you're kind of screwed right now, is because you're just. Stuck with those twelve-hour-plus shifts, which it just pretty much kills creativity. It's like somebody might just must just come up to you and just stab you in the nuts with a fucking knife and just say "fuck you, you ain't making shit today."
0: Well, I almost gotta do this thing because sometimes my routine, sometimes when I get home, is like, well, first off, make dinner and then after that I'll like lay down on my on the couch, lay down on my bed for a minute and just like I'm just going to watch one game grumps video or one double toasted review or, or just something just one and if I do that I'm not getting back Oh up. yeah. I I, I got to eat dinner and then I got to go work on something because if I lay down on my bed just to watch one 10 minute video that's it. It's so it's it's gone. It's cuz it becomes one more becomes one more, one more becomes one more after that. So it's like I literally just got to go home, make something, then go straight to my computer and try and get at least an hour in. So Well, that's
1: why I like I hate the I hate when people like it's like I hate watching a movie during the middle of the day cuz that instantly I think because my body's just so used to watching movies at night. That's kind of like my body's like, "Oh fuck, we're going to bed now. Oh fuck it. You ain't doing shit now. You watched a movie during the middle of the day? Well, fuck you." That's it. Even if I go to, like the movie theaters, like I come home, I'm like I feel like I'm burnt out. Like I like I just did like a whole day's worth of like errands and trips and everything. And it's like, what'd you do? Well, I I literally sat in front of a screen that had flashing lights and sound. But for some reason, that wore me out.
0: Yeah, that could happen. Or like
1: a video game. Video oh, sc- games are also a scary one too. It's like if, if I start a video game like at noon, it's just like might as well fucking call that the end of the day because you ain't going anywhere past that point
0: every once in I a while go you right pull in.
1: out of it like sometimes you can play a video game like really early in the morning and then all of a sudden it's like oh i put a couple hours in and now i felt like i actually got out of my system now i'm ready to create but if you do that like in the dead center of the day i mean some people are different i mean we can all do things different ways but to me if i do that in the dead center of the day it's like might as well just call it the end
0: <laughs> i uh i had um i had a little bit of that today i actually i'm actually i managed to get out of it though i had to um going to town to grab my paycheck so I had to ride into town. But before that, though, I was like, oh, shit, my phone's almost dead. Well, I should probably let it charge, but it'd be safe. And you're like, well, I guess I could play my Switch up until then. And I actually managed to get out of it, though. I was a little afraid that I was just going to, you know, get lost in Hyrule. Sure enough, I came out of it, though. I think that's one thing with this new Zelda game is – the, the temples aren't very immediate and you got to go search for the temples so that because the thing about what always gets me in zelda is getting stuck in the temple my thing is i'm trying to level them up so temples will be a lot easier when i actually go into them mm-hmm. well the thing about that game though is that that one's really easy to go okay
1: just one more temple one more temple the next thing you know you've done like 15 in a fucking row you're like oh fuck
0: Mm-hmm. Or you realize, oh, I don't have the right item or enough endurance to get over to that area, so fuck, I got to go over here now. Yeah,
1: yeah but um, – and it's not saying anything against that stuff because I feel it's all like motivational things. But I feel like it's like timing. It's like there's a there's a time and a place for so many things, and that's where I kind of look at like lining up my sort of like – I don't know. It's, it's also where I feel like almost like if you have to have a day job, you almost want to have it like at nighttime. Rather than morning, if you want to create, because it's way easier to wake up and create a bunch of stuff than it is to go through like a day's worth of work and then come home burnt out and like maxed out to the point where it's like fuck it.
0: Because when I that's so tough. When I uh, was working on grit, I was the the comic I was I used to make. I was uh, I was I was uh, doing the closing shift at a restaurant, so that would give me half the day to just kind of go get some drawings done, and I was way more productive then than I was like right now. That's for well, sure. Cause you got the morning. That's the
1: thing is I think that morning yeah. and afternoon is such a stronger time period than at nighttime, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, once again, some people can work at nighttime, but I think a lot of times the people that work really well at nighttime don't have that hard of jobs. Like if you had a job that like you were fucking Randall and your feet were kicked up on the counter, like renting out VHSs, Yeah. You could go home at night and fucking not have a problem whatsoever. But I think if you have a job that like just strains you, it's 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 kind i mean not saying it's not impossible but it's one of those ones like everything is working against you
0: when you're when you're going over like tour maps of a city all day it's and hot people what's out the safest, and it's fucking... what's the safest place to ride in and then you got to bring a bunch bring a bunch of like displays out put them all away it takes an, like an hour and a half to get them all out there hour and a half to put them all away and then then a you know 30 minute bike ride home. Yeah. It's just just a mind melting
1: job. So it's like in creativity, you need, you need that freshness. That's where it sounds like when you have jobs, that are kind of like simple. It sounds kind of even goofy, but like, if you're just doing like, let's just say like you're sweeping or like you're raking or something like that. Like if that was your job, like boy, go out there and rake that field. Lots of times something like that. That's not so labor intensive and hard. You almost can sit there and think and get things going. But once you start having to like, Oh fuck, I got to plan this out. Got to get this ready. Got to get these calculations going. Next thing you know, it's like you're burning out your brain too, as well as like your body. So you can't even work on anything and you need that for like creativity. I think some people don't always like a lot of times get that. It's like, I don't think you can, I really don't think you can make art and then work like a 40 plus hour job unless that is art itself.
0: Yeah. I will say, I think it's one of those things where, um, <clears throat> I do feel like that, you know, you people need to be outside their comfort zone and sometimes, these weirder more obscure jobs like the one I have like I'm renting I'm basically going over tours tour guide stuff and then renting bikes out to people that's my job right now and uh, my day job and that in itself right there I mean I've been doing it for like almost 3 years now and I feel like I've kind of had every best kind of customer and every worst kind of customer and out of that I feel like I've kind of I don't know I feel like that this is I probably got everything I could get from this job so um the, regarding that though I think that initially the first year and a half or maybe even two years, I'm kind of learning new set of skills. And I think it definitely helped me because I was, I was doing things I was never doing before. And I was really outside my comfort zone. Now it kind of is my comfort zone and it's kind of like, all right, what, what more can I get from this thing? So it's just a matter of finding some, being able to like just make time for other things now, you know, trying to get that, what's that next step? You well,
1: know, I used to always have a saying back in the day that, when it came to like – if you're just working just like a regular job, like something that's not progressing you, career, or anything like that, you almost should no matter how comfortable you get with it is after two years just instantly quit. Just instantly quit. Don't even think about what's coming up in the future. Just do that because what's what, what you're saying to yourself is that I'm not going to get comfortable and I'm not going to get stuck here because that's always kind of the downfall is I think it is. It's like once, once you start off initially, it's even if it's not like the greatest thing, you are learning some like maybe random skills that – You might not get other places. That's where I think that lots of times really rich people, like they miss out on these skills because they never had to work like a regular job and interact with people and so on. But, you know, you kind of get that. But after about pretty much after about a year, maybe two years maximum, you got everything you you got out of it. You know, there's not really a whole lot more you're going to possibly learn that's new other than maybe some random occurrences. So that's why I've always thought that's like, dude, that's the thing to do. Two years in, boom, just instantly quit. Just assume that you'll find something else. You live in a fucking America. That's how I look at it. You live in America. What's the worst that's really going to happen, you know? It's not like you're in some other country it's like, this is the only job I can get. It's like, no, uh, you know, the world... If I'm homeless for more than two months, they'll hunt me down and get yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Like, one of those ones. Like, in America, it's like, realistically, like, not having a job, the government will fucking give you money so you can find something else. I mean, that's like worst case scenario. And it's really not bad compared to, like, other stuff. So, I always feel like Hey, if it's not, like, in a sense, a career, because that's, like, I feel like that's the difference between career and job. And I hate how, like, places, like, I love how fast food restaurants like to call them careers. I'm like, dude, that is not a fucking career. That is a job. Like, you know what I mean? A career is something that's going to, like, take you farther. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to progress. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't going to work at KFC and one day be the CEO of fucking KFC. You know? That's never going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a time where they could <laughs> advertise that. Now, most time you're like, oh, I could be manager of this particular store. Maybe regional manager, but even that in itself sounds sad. I'm not sure if I said this on the podcast, but last time I was visiting um, Sonora, I uh, I forgot my phone, my, um, phone charger. Mm-hmm. And my phone was about to die. And it was like late at night. Like, oh, OK, I should probably run over to Walmart just because it's the only thing open. Grab a phone charger. On my way in, I saw you're like, where's he going with this? On my way in, I saw like six people in Walmart outfits. A couple of them smoking, laughing, having a good time. Something I've never seen someone in a blue Walmart vest ever do. And it was just like, good for you guys, good for you guys. And I didn't stop and say that to them. I just kept walking. But I was like, good for them, you know. And as I went in, there's this tall guy, glasses, bald, thick thick mustache, name tag just in like, you know, collared shirt. Like, now you listen here. This they can't be doing that out there. That is against company policy. If they if someone saw that right now, they could be instantly fired just like that. Just like that. And this is not tolerable at all. You know, I'm just like fuck <sighs> you, man. buddy. I, I would I would not even care. I myself would not even care. Is it a customer? I did not care that I saw No, you're, you're actually, actually it humanized. To, they were... It humanized them. I didn't see these people, like, this dead-eyed stare, like, Welcome along, my soulless, oh, like, God. goblins, just, like, petering around, they were... carrying stuff, you know, back and forth. It's like, it's one of those things, it's, they weren't busy. It was, like 11, it was, like, 10.30 at night. And I'm just, then later, as I grab, as I'm leaving, I see that same guy losing his shit over a display like no the display has to be facing exactly this way so people see it when they come in they can still see the logo no they corporate says they want it and just like now granted this guy he's probably just doing his job but at the same exact time he's doing it too much
1: by the books let's just say that
0: when you see when you see like captain walmart tells me what i must do when when it's to that level it's like dude you're you're like losing your shit over a company that does not give a fuck about you and it's just one of those things like sam walton isn't going to come from the grave and like say good job you know so it's like when you see that kind of shit like i understand that like you know okay there could be you might be able to work off at like bottom and then work right up to maybe middle management or something like that or regional management maybe but even that like still doesn't seem that fun well here's the thing yeah yeah you can work your way
1: up i mean that's that's just called a promotion but that's not a career you don't get see yeah that's not yeah, a career like that, that guy's job even if he's manager of the fucking walmart store that is not a fucking career that is a job at the end of the day that should be projecting you to somewhere higher i mean i don't want to put people down that have jobs i mean like sometimes that's all you can get but don't i just feel don't get the a job confused with a career You know, a career is something that's supposed to take you to new places every single fucking year. All kinds of stuff. You're not going to do the same thing over and over again. And I think sometimes that's the thing is people, they take the easy route of just going like, oh, I'll just make this job into a career. And after 20 years, I'll be able to get my retirement check from Sam. And next thing you know, I'll be living the good life. And I think that's a horrible way to look at things, too. Like, I think retirement is also a bad way to look. I mean, there's a time and a place for retirement. Like, if you work in, like, a coal mine, that's the only thing you can look We're for. probably not getting retirement. No, well, I don't look at, to me, it's like once once artists should never look at retirement. Like, who the, like, the idea of, like, an artist, like, retiring is, like, why? It's, like, what, the, the, to me, like, this is, this is why I consider an artist retiring is when you die. That's called retiring. It's like, it's so weird. I mean, I know there's some people out there. I think they just never cared for it as much. They like it, but they almost took it more as like, hey, that's my fucking job, not my career. You know, I I look at like Stan Lee, like Stan Lee fucking never stops. You ever see Stan Lee stop? No, he's never going to stop until the day he dies.
0: For a long he's been working. That's probably what's been keeping him alive. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that keeps you going much longer because the worst part too is like, Dude, me, me, Kyle, and Laura, we were eating fucking pizza the other day, and we were, like, at round table and shit, and fucking, there was all these, like, senior citizens there. And I just kind of looked at them, and we just, like, looked, like, dude, I do not fucking want to be that. We're, like, you probably haven't lifted your fucking finger in, like, 30 years to do shit. You just kind of did this, like, retirement thing, and now you're just, like, sucking off the system and not contributing at all back to it. It's, like... I just feel like you should just I mean like once again there there is a job like okay if you're a coal miner you do you definitely look forward towards retirement and I feel like by the time you get there you definitely deserved it there there is a certain place for it but for the most part it's like don't you want to like like the idea of just like going home and not doing anything and just sitting around and lounging and I I don't know I feel like I would feel like such a bad person that was not
0: contributing anything by doing that I feel like there's a time where people would view that as like Well, you're going to be dead in five years. Enjoy that time with your family. And now it's like, oh, Jesus, we're so good with medication and whatnot. I mean, you know, there's some things that still are incurable, of course, but people live way longer now. And plus, with Uh with the baby boomer generation, there's so many more people. So I feel like because of that, you know, now it's like that's one reason why it's going to be harder to have retirement at our age.
1: Well, yeah, Um yeah. once again, artists will never get that kind of retirement. Yeah. That like, well, I'm
0: not even talking know. about like you know t- about retirement in the aspect of like different artists and whatnot. I just mean, um, I just social mean, security. Social security is what I'm thinking of. Yeah,
1: and the way I look at it, it's like I don't need a fucking handout from the government. I, I don't need my JFK check. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm Not saying that I wouldn't take it if it was given to me, but mm. it's one of those ones I like. The idea of being able to like, I hopefully hope that I can self-sustain myself as that time comes on that I don't have to go. I don't need to get that like handout, necessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hope that I can provide for myself that that's not even necessary. That hopefully I can I can give more handouts to the people that really need it. You know, it's like I always look at the best way. Like if you were really rich, I think the way of like instead of donating to charities and things like that, I think the best thing to do is just to go to all the mom and pop stores and buy big there. Or you know, you go to a restaurant and it's like this really sweet like small maybe like little town cafe or anything like that you fucking tip big at those places you show some respect yeah you know i always think that's the best way to make your money go
0: around and to really like help out a community mm-hmm. and there's also uh regarding um <clears throat> regarding that like as you're talking about earlier about you saw like some bunch of older people like i don't want to be that you know you get yeah, that fear i'll say i'll say a couple things i mean you get that fear when you see like an older person like man i don't want to let life pass me by who knows what that lady or that guy did but you can only imagine like reaching a certain point not knowing you can't go back man this got too deep but anyway um still regardless of that though i honestly believe that when you're younger and you see an old person you'll be like what the fuck i don't want to do that i don't want to be wheeled around in the chair but i think there's two things we're also not to keep in mind like because i had a grandma who went to a retirement home and uh-huh. i got this total sense of like man this is just kind of sad i'm just seeing all these old people that are just like you know there's even one time i talked to her like hey nana how's it going i'm doing okay lord didn't take me today I'm just like, oh fuck all right <laughs> <laughs> just like right are you gonna take me I got a 357 at the old house. You yeah. know where
1: it's at. Here's the key for it. It's just Ryan, yeah. I'll give you a twenty dollar bill if you come back. Think of all the ice cream you can get, <laughs> yeah. Ryan. Huh? Huh?
0: Give you a tootsie roll. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I've had it since 1976. <laughs> Don't lie. I know you want it. You fat fuck. <laughs> um no uh I'm my grandma gonna she was really i nice. kind of want it but <laughs> i i yeah i probably did no uh <laughs> she was very nice she never said that but she was just kind of like oh uh, like well she stayed over at our place one time okay like it was after like you know a big medical thing like okay nana see you in the morning yeah maybe <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like you know I mean I was traumatized at the time looking back I'm like, oh my god. See you see this was remember I explained earlier how like sometimes things that like happen seem traumatizing, but in hindsight they're kinda of funny. Well, it's like um I got off topic there. But anyway, um I was gonna uh-huh. say seeing that right there, it's like I just remember going in there just being like, oh man, this looks so depressing, just kinda of waiting. Then I started thinking about it, like and I've I've said something similar to this before I think it may have been when the pain black guys were on. Um, but I, I want to, I think that when we get older, we'll probably have progressed with the times a little bit more, maybe not in every single aspect, but to a certain degree, just because we're all way more connected now through media and technology, whether we agree with certain things or not, that's always going to be debatable, but I think we're going to be way more connected with everything. And because of that, I mean, when we get older, retirement homes it's just gonna be a bunch of people playing fucking xbox and people on their phones all day we're gonna be that's not gonna go away it's not gonna turn into like you know like gregory and ethel playing bridge at three o'clock in the afternoon watching the price is right it's not gonna turn into that i mean it may be people stuck to a fucking computer or to a tv but it's going to be something that's just because they didn't grow up with the shit we had. So that's why like, we don't need that. Keep that bullshit away from us. We're going to have that shit when we get older. So, and who knows Maybe by that point, it's just like, Oh, that spine you had trouble with. Oh, we got to be this robot spine. So now you can walk up straight. No worries. Oh, now you can actually go jogging when you're 70 again, because we got you these nice robot legs.
1: Well, yeah, I mean like hopefully one technology will be there. And I definitely think, yeah, it'll by that standard. It'll be much better. I think it's the idea of just being like, Cause you, cause here's the thing. And the, this sounds like this guys had like such like ageist or something like that. But like, in the olden days, the reason why you had to keep old people around was because they were the way of linking like the past to the future. They were the ones that had stories of like, remember at the great battle of the big bulge of my cock, uh, grandpa, that's not how the story went. Well, that's how it's going now. You fuck write it down in the book. So you can actually remember it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why are we keeping these like old a people History Channel
0: special on that shit? Yeah. What? Go give me my spear so I can go chuck it at you, you faggot! It's like, Jesus Christ, Grandpa. Grandpa, the war's over. The war's
1: never over. Never over. You know how many other Indians I stabbed? Uh, Yeah, Grandpa, you told us. A thousand! Like, yeah, we don't think that's the real number, though. (laughs) But, like, okay, back in the day, that was the whole thing, is they they passed the stories down, which, sadly enough, a, a senior citizen nowadays, I always hate to say this, but, like, they're really obsolete. There is no reason for them anymore. And I don't mean that like in a bad way. I like, don't say anything against like, like that, but it's like, literally, think about it. Like Practical-wise, there's no reason for them. Everything's recorded in history. We don't need them to tell us the story of the olden days. We already know. When they come up and tell us, like, oh, you know what old Joe Frank down at the auto shop? You know, across the corner from Steve's place that used to be there. Don't need that anymore. That's all recorded history if we want to look that up. Well, also- We can even figure out who this Joe Frank is that we always keep hearing about and don't <laughs> know anything about. But... The thing is, it's like they almost like are so obsolete. That's why I always I hate when there's like almost like senior citizens and they feel entitled to things because it's one of the ones like, dude, you shouldn't be entitled. You should be grateful somebody fucking keeps you alive in this country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. You have no you are not serving any cause. And nobody gives a flying fuck what you did forty years ago, because here's the thing. It ain't fucking 40 years ago anymore. It's like, you know, there's certain people that can get away with it, but for a lot of people, it's like, dude. You should just be super fucking grateful that somebody is paying for you to sit on your ass all day long and watch fucking TV. Because here's the thing. You have no purpose anymore. You serve no cause. If you disappeared, wouldn't make a fucking difference anymore. You know what? We'd actually be getting more money if you disappeared. And it sounds horrible. When when you say things like that, it sounds fucking horrible. As I said, it sounds ageous. It sounds like all this stuff. But like, you think about it, it's totally true. I mean, I know that in the old fashioned world was all it's like, well, you work your 40 years in there and then you get retirement. Or it's even less than that. You work your 30 years, you get your retirement and then you get to enjoy the good life. And it's like, OK, I, I, I see what they mean by that. But I think nowadays it's like times have changed a little bit where it's like I feel like you should still be contributing and you shouldn't be expected. And, grant, and you know, like that people are going to be at your becking call to give you whatever you want, whatever you need, and that people should be able just to help you jiffy on the spot. Without fucking, like, setting a schedule or anything like that. I don't know what it is. It's like, once like when you're fucking retired and you've got all the time in the world, shit happens when it does. Not when you want to. Because here's the thing. You ain't contributing anymore to stuff. So you just shouldn't get things just instantaneously.
0: I'll say, I imagine if any elderly person hears this show... They imagine you being the guy like in a leather jacket snapping his fingers like, what you doing here, old timer? You know, <laughs> just like kind of walking in circles around him, snap his fingers like jazz yeah. hand pulled out like a switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, Give me that it, it, social it, security it, check, old man. No, Yeah, uh, you don't need it. But I was going to say, uh, well, another thing is I feel like. I mean, I don't think, I'll, you know, obviously, doesn't need. I don't think I need to say it, but I'll say it anyway. I don't think old people, I don't think all old people, because there are those that are just, like, very entitled. Like, I did my time. I did, this is for me now. I think everybody, I think a lot of people, when they just get to a certain age, they just realize there's more behind them than there is ahead of them. So they just get kind of, like... Fuck it. Why is this not working now? This should be working now. I fucking did my part. I did my time. And I feel like people just have that to them. I'm not sure if that's ever going to go away. Hopefully it does. But I just feel like that is something. And that's not with all retired people or all older people, obviously. But I have definitely seen that. I, I know some o- older retired people who I've dealt with and met before have had this sense of like, well, um, just have this sense of like since they're not moving on the same schedule as everyone else. Like everything, I'm sorry, can't can't get my words out properly today. Since they're not working on the same level as everybody else, time moves differently for them. They have no problem taking their time, or they have no problem having it become immediately to them. Like I've dealt with that before, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I just kind of hate that, like that thing where it's like, you know, I want it done here and now. Or like the other thing that bothers me too is when people go like they get like they buy technology. And they don't want to learn about it. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It's something about like a lot of old people. It's like they're fucking like, it's almost like they just said like, you know what? I'm fucking 70 years old. I don't need to learn anymore. And it's then it's like, well, if that's the case, don't fucking buy yourself a new fucking TV that you can't fucking work because here's the fucking thing. Now I'm going I am going. got some Comcast. Like I got I'm I'm guessing this is
0: where it comes from, right?
1: There, there, there's a lot of non flashbacks in there. It's like I think that like my hatred towards old people and dogs all comes from that. But dogs,
0: really. Have you seem like I don't
1: hate dogs. I just have a dislike for dogs now. I I like I enjoy a house that has no dogs. I Let never would have
0: imagined that.
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's like I didn't, I never thought that myself, too, but I just realized it's like, oh, it's not that I dislike dogs. I I, I want to be like an uncle as far as like it comes to dogs like (laughs) i want to see a dog once in a while pet it you know and everything like that but then after that i don't have to see it for like another couple months yeah that's that's my kind of thing there but old people in their hands like they get technology and they do this thing it's like well i'm not young i can't sit here and learn about this i'm like dude you got fucking all the time in the fucking world to sit down and learn this shit how do you think we learned how to do it trial and fucking error over time That's how we figured it out. You got more time than anybody else. What is your fucking excuse? Do not give me that you're old because you know what? That's not a fucking excuse. Old is never excuse not to learn. You can learn any time of your life. And I don't know what it is. It's just that I think it's just like old people and sometimes children have like this thing where it's like they just feel like they want to throw a fit sometimes about like learning. And I don't know why that is
0: what well, was it one of those things like you show you showing them because um you don't work there anymore at the time you did work there comcast would you be showing them like um like okay here's your cable box here's how you get the input like I, the input what what, I, what happened to the yellow red and white wires like that oh the, the
1: input the input one would always piss me off because when people go like oh this input thing it's all this new technology oh we don't get it and it's just like i want to like grab them and fucking strangle me like the input button has been on a fucking tv since the early 80s do not give me that fucking excuse that you don't know what an input button. what the fuck were you doing for the last 35 years the a
0: and b output
1: the a and b output like i wish that was like yeah you know but like yeah people it's just i don't know what it is it's just like the idea like that's what i and i look at that kind of stuff i look at those old people because here's the thing there's there is a bunch of old people out there that are fantastic people they keep up to the date they probably know more about technology than even i do and that's what i mean that's the person you should strive to be when you see these other people, these just lazy-ass fucks that just don't want to do anything but just sit around and have people serve on them like they're on a plantation or something like that, that fucking pisses me off.
0: I've kind of seen it where, um... <clears throat> where this is kind of Old f- Man Orange, the Old Man Hate Hour. <laughs> Well, I was going to say Caller, uh, you're on the
1: air. What do you hate about senior citizens?
0: Oh, they're fucking you. walkers always holding up lines at the fucking, the fucking restaurants. Oh, I know what you mean. Burn them all. You know, what
1: really pisses me off is when they go to a store and they ask for their loyalty card and they start shifting through their purse. Like they don't know what they're fucking talking about. <laughs> That literally happened the other day when we were at the fucking Transformers. There was, like, some lady in front of the line, and she was, like, taking her sweet time. And then there's, like, these two teenagers in front of us. And this teenager goes to buy the ticket. He's all, like, he's, like, I fucking hate it when people don't have their loyalty cards and everything just ready and stuff like that. He's, like, these fucking people just holding up the goddamn This is like, a 15-year-old who's, like, on, like, a podium, like, holding up the fucking line, not knowing what's going on. Like, what's the world coming to? What's the world coming oh, he's to? Holding he's holding like, up the line. And he's like, well, he's not. He's not going on this big of a ramp. He's like, I make sure that I pay my ticket right away so these good people behind me could be able to go in a, you know, an orderly manner.
0: The more you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just find just like, teenager backwards hat. I mean, I probably had a backwards hat
0: on, too. But I'm still. imagining just if it was our generation, probably a cradle. I know it's probably younger than that, but I'm just imagining a cradle of filth T-shirt.
1: Yeah, because now Cradle of Filth would be like, that's your dad's fucking band. It's It's old
0: people music.
1: Cradle of Filth is just as old as Tupac. (laughs) And just just as old as Guns N' Roses. It's weird to think, but like, there's some bands, okay, like Guns N' Roses, I'll say this, even though that's a big band for me, I will say that band does kind of feel kind of classic rock by this point. Like, I'll accept that that's classic rock. But you know what's weird is to go like, technically by that standard, Cradle of Filth is classic rock. I mean, they're only a couple of years behind Guns N' Roses or like the thing about like, you know, Ice Cube. He is now like your dad's music.
0: I was talking to my dad a little bit ago and they said like, it's weird. Spencer sent me a text and said like the Hawk was playing Green Day the other day and he's all like, now nah, you know how it feels. <laughs>
1: We know what's the worst part, too? It wasn't even, like, an old Green Day song. It was, like, a 2000s Green Day song. Like, that's American Idiot or something like that? No, not that far. The album right before that.
0: Oh, like, uh, um, uh, uh no, that's Nimrod. Uh, like, Dookie or some shit like that, maybe. No, Dookie's,
1: no. like, that's the third album.
0: That's the third album. Okay. I get kind of mixed up on which ones came out when and all that, but yeah, I mean American Idiot was their big comeback one. It's the one that's um, got
1: like the it's got the couple faces and they got the block like they says like censored across their eyes like a
0: old school punk rock album. That's I mean, not, it's Nimrod. That is Nim- a, that is I thought Nimrod was like the 90s. Maybe not. Okay. Okay. Um
1: I mean like it might be 99 maybe at maximum, but it's like 99 and or 2000 2001. Okay. I could yeah. be wrong. Once again it could not be that
0: album too, but is the album has the grouch on it like i'm just like no nah, nah, just nah, like i don't like well he's talking about his dad being an angry old bitch or whatever ah, i might be that, that one. i'm not too sure anyway um no but i was gonna say there's some older people you just assume when you're a kid you see them you'll, you'll see like an adult be like that is an adult Well, what's an adult a bigger person than me that has everything figured out and then what, what's we, an
1: adult it's an eighth grader when you're in first grade
0: <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> well it's kind of weird i remember seeing like you know i remember being like in the first grade and seeing like fifth graders or even like third graders and they looked like college frat boys to me i don't know what it was it's, it's weird yeah i know that's totally true it's like they felt like and like now you look like an eighth grader and you're like that's a fucking child and now if i look at a college frat boy i'm like oh dude you're a fucking kid you know yeah you, so, you look at those guys like, yeah, yeah. I just remember just seeing them. They looked like out of like an 80s movie, like like a fifth grader looked like out of an 80s movie. Culture. Yo, bro, what are you doing? This is only fifth grade's lunch table. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, you know? oh, I didn't mean to be here. Well, that's okay. You can give us your Game Boy Pocket
1: now. Oh, I don't Now roll them that. out.
0: You know, just <laughs> roll the fat kid out of the cafeteria. It's for his own good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was going to say, you reach that point, though, where it's just like you kind of realize, oh, what this is right here, this is, I guess you can call him an adult, but it's more than anything an older person that no one ever told them to shut the fuck up <laughs> or an older person who has never called them their bullshit. Cause you see some people like that just have this assumption like, well, I'm older. So with age comes wisdom. Like, no, not always. Sometimes you just say the same stupid, shitty person. No one ever yeah. just called you in your bullshit for whatever reason.
1: Well, some people too, it's like
0: uh, they, the older they
1: get, they just assume that they're getting smarter, but without actually educating themselves. Cause here's the thing. If you sit around and you're always reading stuff and you're always keeping up to date, then yeah, you can become a really intelligent old person. Like there's old people I know that like they actually are you know 60 years old, but like you would almost feel like they're 35 hanging out with you because they're up to date. There's you know what I mean? Like they're in, they you know, you can tell them about a band, they know what you're talking about. You can tell them about like technology, they know because they've been reading up
0: on it. I know um I know that like don't, don't, know this isn't me like bragging or nothing. I know I'm smarter now than i've ever been but the older i get i just feel more dumb just because like oh here's this thing that i didn't know about before you know so i think some people like you just said they just kind of assume like well i got to 40 and that's good enough you know i got my i've been working at the factory or whatever i've been doing this for that long i have a set of a set year or a set retirement ready for me time for me to just kick up the boots and just call it good yeah, and there's that I mean as I said, there there is a certain job.
1: Like, I mean, if you, you do have one of those like backbreaking jobs that like that's more just the problem of kind of like the world is those jobs that pretty much destroy you in twenty years so that you pretty much can't do anything by the time you're like age forty five.
0: And I'm not trying to like totally bring down like blue collar working class people. I actually think more often than not, those are the people that get it because they're they actually learned a little bit of um what sort of looking for. Um maybe not empathy is the word but integrity. they actually integrity yeah like they've actually um, they've had those kind of jobs they've they've had rough working jobs so they get it where I think it's a lot of I don't know what the other th- these other older people that they just cause they just annoy the fuck out of us I don't know what they did before or what, what, what it was but I feel like those are the ones that never really had much of a like uh, didn't work a whole lot you know <laughs>
1: Well a lot of times I'll say this the, the seniors that have the worst problems are always the ones that are generally a little bit more like middle class. they made some money throughout life. those are the you know very seriously a lot of times you meet the guy who is like the guy like I drove the old truck down at Bob and Jimmy's for month. that guy's mostly actually a pretty well guy because the thing is maybe he's still fucking outside cutting wood he's still kind of like doing stuff he's not asking for a handout as much that those guys are a lot of times better it's you get the people that' just like yes. You know, I worked down, you know, at the office building, and I was in charge of, like, firing people. And that, those are the people that a lot of times get this super entitled feel. Like, you know, it was like, oh, you know, I was into electronics when I was in the 80s, and I made all kinds of money. Now I just sit on my ass. I think
0: yeah, a lot of times exactly. those are
1: the people that a lot of times have more of uh, an issue. It's like that kind of – it's that middle class more than it is, like, the poor class. You know, not so, – say yeah. it's like when you get to the really poor class, once you start getting to, like, the ghetto, like – redneck trailer trash people then that that's a different story but yeah yeah i don't know
0: well, i thought we were gonna peer out at like 106 but here we are 150 Yeah, well,
1: somehow some way we found like that's all remember how we we're talking look what
0: hate can create. Yeah, hate how- can make some really interesting conversations hate brings
1: art just like laughter brings art all these things can motivate you to art. Because here's the thing, if you didn't have emotion, if you didn't have feeling towards things, you would never have art and you would never have communication. But once there's something in there, whether it be hate or... I like all like where else too. it's like, man, you don't hate on a movie. You don't hate on a comic book. You don't hate on music. You respect it you all hate on for what it is. But when there's fucking people out there that are fucking shitting on your fucking freedom, fuck those people. I mean, that's kind of how I feel in life. I, I think we should be grateful for everything we have and we should be like, hey, take it all in. But the second that you get somebody who feels fucking entitled, fuck that motherfucker. Somebody who thinks that they're better than
0: everybody else.
1: Somebody who's unwilling to learn. No, I think that is the problem.
0: Regarding all the things you're saying about um, art and emotions, let's just say equilibrium was right. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there we go. That's what Christian Bale was trying to tell us. Exactly. And, you know, you always got to listen to the messages of Christian Bale because they're important. Gun-fu. Yes, that too. God, I haven't seen that boy. That's a movie. I kinda of forgot about that. That was like one of those like post matrix movies. That might need to be a
0: uh I gotta watch I it again. I would, but I would
1: seek that movie out if we did a retrospect on it. Because I can't, That might we be wanna do a retrospect again for a while. I know we've been talking about it for like the last three months and we haven't done it, but
0: that is a post-Matrix movie, and I remember I liked the movie, but I had a little bit of this grudge towards it because it was just like, blows Matrix out of the water. Well, it,
1: they, <laughs> they did that advertising where, once again, that ties us all the way to the beginning of our episode with like the Sega, Nintendo Wars, and everybody like that. But they did that thing, which it, that's I feel that almost is what creates fanboys more than anything else, is when one company says like, yeah, this one's so good, the Matrix is like the fucking wussy version of it. Because that instantly goes, fuck you, I'm Stand By the Matrix 100%. Fuck you,
0: Equilibrium, think you're so fucking special. And it's the same thing. Like that movie just dragged its nutsack across Keanu Reeves' face. That's how good that movie is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I think that almost creates fanboys more than actually its own stuff. It's almost like when the rival competition puts down the thing you like, that is what creates more of a stronger fanboy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because I don't know how
1: many times I, I've been turned away from so many things when I when they used to have that kind of advertising. You, you don't really see that advertising as much as you used to. That was a very 90s, 2000s way of advertising was literally putting things down to get your point across.
0: Well, even number serial commercials, I mean, we're going to lead a whole other topic for another 15 minutes. so I'll make this quick. We we'll talked about this yeah, a little bit ago, but serial commercial. But they were like they ultimately taught kids shitty values. Like let's, let's let us use something aside from lucky charms and the tricks rabbit, like corn pops is all about like a very selfish, very paranoid kid. Like, like he's going to steal my pops. He wants my pops. He's going to come in. He's going to steal my pops. It's just like, almost as if like, he buried a fucking body, and he's like, he's gonna crack. He's gonna tell somebody, man. He's gonna find out. We gotta ice him before he ices us. You know, it's almost like something that level, or the one that was just like the Rice Krispies. Like, want some Rice Krispies? Sure. Psych. I thought that was Waffle Crisp. It could have been both. Okay, maybe. maybe. The w- was, waffle Crisp had the. I want to say it was. I want to say rice. That old lady's stealing your shit. Yeah. Um, no, it was like Rice Krispies. Remember, it was a kid eating a bowl of Rice Krispies going down a purple inner tube. Yeah. Psych. And like a water slide.
1: Psych. Wait! I don't know what it is. That, that was totally like '90s average because the video games were bad. About it. you could just pick up any book from like 1996 or magazine from 1996. Just look at the ads. The ads in there. I'm like I, I almost just like it for like historical value. But when you think about it, in like in the context, they're like horrible as they just, like, would put down everybody else just to, like, booster their own... I mean, I guess you could say maybe that was sort of, like... Was was that what the 90s was all about? We think of it being
0: this, like, magical time full of color. And- I think we thought it was, like, edgy. I mean, we gotta keep in mind, this is a time when people were really idolizing Bart Simpson. So people would just be edgy and, like, you know, by having your arms crossed like pff, whatever man that makes you cool <laughs> yes well like being smells like teen spirit was the ant yeah it's like yeah. oh and you can say that, that that
1: nirvana kind of style of like the whatever lifestyle of the 90s created things where like you could put down other it, it's kind of weird because it's like i don't think of the 90s being like a negative time i feel like it being a very like positive like sort of section because it just seemed like things were getting very accepted things are almost started to like intermingle and it wasn't like i mean you take like some 41 coming up at the end of the 90s like what is that that's like the marriage of like punk rock metal and rap all in one and pop like it's like what more could you want It's everything you needed in one like we're not like having any problems anymore and maybe if it's like at the same time then, then you got the other side of it where it's like the backlash of like where everybody's putting each
0: other down to try to sell their products even though the '90s were over by this point, I think it was literally 9/11. It was just like, "Oh man, fuck! What's the point?" You know, I think that's where it really doubled down.
1: Yeah, and then well, that kind of like I think that's what created like that, like, "Oh, we can't live that some forty-one lifestyle anymore." Shit got <laughs> yeah. real. I just like for every other country is like, "Fuck you guys! This stuff happens to us all the time. It's like ten times worse." Yeah, but you're not America. So you don't I, get it. it. You don't get it. That's why I think it makes me kind of laugh. It's like, okay, 9-11 is like, it's not that it's, it's a bad thing, but like you just compare it to like shit that happens in other people's countries. It is fucking That's like,
0: Tuesday. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. What the fuck? It's like Europe's had like, I mean, like five 9-11s over the last yeah. like couple years. And then we'll be
1: going back to nine eleven until something that happened pretty much, I guess, because what was before nine eleven? You like went to like Pearl Harbor, like Pearl, Pearl, Pearl Harbor.
0: Harbor. Oh my God. I guess the worst thing before that was the Oklahoma City bombing, but that was that wasn't come from overseas. That came just from homegrown psychos that were that believed in God and all that.
1: Yeah, and I Which mean was that, that that one was I've bad too, that. but it wasn't like an extreme like one. You know,
0: what I mean like that's why I look at Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was like a big deal. I guess you can say it's. I mean, I guess if you look at something that came from another country, I guess looking at that aspect, yeah, yeah, that too, but i mean okay. pearl harbor no pearl harbor was worse than like oklahoma city bombing definitely but yeah all right getting off topic yeah, yeah
1: perfect place to leave off on the episode 9-11 pearl harbor what's worse yeah you decide <laughs> hashtag <laughs>
0: Hashtag. you decide
1: pearl harbor or 9-11 which one's worse
0: tell me well, we got the tally from last week looks like 9-11 wins whoa actually we got a lot more votes
1: for the oklahoma city bombing for some reason <laughs> Don't know why people think that one was worse. (laughs) Uh, But that's a good place to leave off on the episode, I think. Make sure to check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, and more. Check out Pizza Boys on both Comixology and Amazon. Read some of the funny. Might as well. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes.
0: I'm Ryan Dunnigan.
1: We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.